The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. A homecoming blowout, East Carolina 52-29, over the Tulane Green Wave, the Pirates are 3-2 and two overall, 1-0 and oh in conference play, and feeling good as we enter the month of October. A huge win for East Carolina today over Tulane. Got it going early and often. A huge first quarter. Billy Weaver alongside Weave. Pirates needed it. Pirates got it in a big way. I tell you what, they got momentum right now, which is is exactly what you want heading into October, into conference play. They're 1-0 in conference play, three consecutive wins. I didn't really see this coming as far as the dominance by East Carolina. I thought it'd be a much closer game, and it had the potential to get close there at the end a couple times. Credit to Tulane. They didn't go away, but the Pirates then put their foot back on the gas, pulled away at the end, so that's a big victory. 317-1250. We're taking your calls. We'll be back on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter College already days. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Post Game Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250. The lines are loaded right now as the Pirates victorious on homecoming 52-29. to over two lane they're interviewing mike houston on the field right now on the espn plus uh, broadcast weave i hadn't looked at the stats yet but uh they brought it up with them east carolina on the ub stat sheet 310 rushing yards look, today. look who's with him now too and came over to well give him a Houston's big old gonna hug. give a big yeah. hug to mitchell <laughs> after his 222 wow. rushing yards two touchdowns on the day for the speedy Keaton Mitchell, Rajay Harris, a pedestrian, 70 yards and a touchdown. That's a good game in itself. Yeah. Uh, but a, a monster day for Mitchell and this Pirate offense, just for good measure, Holt Naylor's with 288 passing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, just an offensive explosion today. At complimentary football, we've offense and defense did the job this afternoon. What did we say before the game? That if East Carolina could put an entire game together, if they could find it, because at times all year they would play good on defense, not so good on offense. Good on offense, questionable on defense. Special teams has always been pretty good. Maybe yeah. Daffer at time, because he's a freshman, you know, was a little questionable, but he's kind of gotten solid. And we knew if they put a full game together, they could be special. And 52 points against Tulane at home is pretty special. 317-1250. Shirley Rhodes taking your calls. Intern Jalen, I'm glad the uh, Pirates won, so intern Jalen can have a nice, smooth show <laughs> and not have to worry about angry callers. So uh, he's filling in on the video side. Rowdy Chris and Bryce, hang on. We'll start, as we usually do, with Cameron and Greenville up first. What's up, Cameron? Uh-oh. Did Cameron drop on us? Cameron. Shirley's Shirley Shirley saying, hold on. So we must have Cameron. We've lost, we've lost Cameron. Him. No, no. Really? We have lost, lost Cameron. Cameron. He'll call back. Yeah. I know he'll. Uh, Bryce is up in L.A. What's up, Bryce? 
Well, sorry, Cam. If you ain't first, you're last. Nah. <laughs> Technicality. Uh, Bryce is I, our first I don't, caller. I don't know. I think we need to tell Rod, uh, Rowdy that because he's he's a, a Rowdy uh, a Rowdy Bush fan. So that's the good first. If you ain't first, you're last. Rowdy, hang on. We'll get to you because you're not first. Go, go ahead, Bryce. Listen, all topper and pirates. I tell you what. Uh, with apologies to Corey Glare, you know, last year Tulane ended our season. Well, I was happy. I, I'm really happy we got to return the favor today. <laughs> Man, I, I tell you, I, there's gonna be a lot of talk today. And my three favorite things today were this: open field tackles, Holt Naylor's release, and Matt Jones catching that pigskin. Man, I love having a tight end again. Yeah, a couple. Uh, Shane Calhoun had a couple catches too. I, I noted that in in my notes watching the game. Tight end play was awesome. It's nice to see the tight end get involved. Absolutely. Hey, guys, I know you got locked and loaded. I just I want to make another plea to our fans. If you're listening and you weren't there in the game today, this is what us pilots that call in every week, us psychopaths, have learned to expect over the years. Go out there and make it even more special. Make it more difficult for everybody coming into our house. Get that balance run, that balance. Watch it more tight. Let's show what it means to be the Purple Haze. This is how we are raised, and this is what we're going to do for the next generation to come. Go Pirates! All right. Bryce calling in the middle of a typhoon, joining us on the <laughs> U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter College show. He had a barking dog. I think I heard a well in the background. A lot going on there. A lot of dropping out. All that good stuff. 317-1250. Where you want to go, Shirley? Uh, let's go to Chris in Oriental. Hey, Chris. Hey, awesome. Hey, awesome. Uh, congratulations to the Pirate uh, players and all the fans. We had a great win today. And I believe, you know, it was awesome. We went forward a lot on fourth down. You got you got four downs, you know, to gain your yards you need. And like Steve Logan says, if you're a Pirate, you always go for it. So, congrats, Pirate Nation. Let's continue this and let's, let's go on. Let's do this thing this uh, year. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, who needs third down conversions when you can just pick up every fourth down conversion in the world? Yeah, because if you look at the third down conversions, still not great. Tonight. No, it was awful. Not great. It was, it was it, The third down conversions are terrible. But when you got a guy like Keaton Mitchell, man, I tell you what, you give him the ball on first down, he gets a little bit of a crease. Uh, it, it just, he gets past, if he gets that past that first level, and I'm not putting him in the category of Chris Johnson right now. Because that's 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 rarefied air. But the same type of, of deal. More and more he's starting to look like it. I know because still I was yet. I was thinking KM two K? Can we can we do that? Well he's got two thousand dollars. I, I right? know, but two hundred. I'm saying two hundred well two K is two thousand, but <laughs> yeah. what is what is 200? Uh, it's two hundred? two C. Two C. That's it. KM two C. KM two C. C is KM two C. KM two C. Got two hundred <laughs> yards like tonight. We're talking in French. KM two C. I tell you what, he just it, once he gets past that first level, Man. nobody's going to catch him. He got shoestringed in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. So they said, let's give him one more shot, yeah. and he yep. houses it. Three one seven twelve fifty. Cameron is back with us in Greenville. Hey, Cameron. Go ahead. Sorry, man. I got so excited to drop my phone and hung up first. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hyped right now, guys. It's now a new season. Three and two, one and zero in conference. The season's we can we can do whatever we want with this season, and it's how we make. No, did we lose him again? Boy, tough it, night it, to be a after dropping that phone, man. It just yeah, drop uh, the phone. Well, he's excited. Well, I tell you what, he, he he needs to be excited because how much of a different feeling is it right now? 
as opposed to being 0 and 2 out of the gates with a tough loss after South Carolina and now 3 and 2 1 and 0 in the conference. It's like a world of difference. It's a world of difference from that. It's a world of difference from how we felt after a win last week. Right. Absolutely. We are very excited after this one because Tulane, my sister Weave who does not uh followed that much sports but will if the pirates or panthers are like on and she sees it she'll watch it right so she sent me a text after the game and said is tulane a really bad team somebody asked me that <laughs> in, in the stands tonight is, I, is tulane really that bad i didn't know how to answer it because they're one and four right now but right. here's what i said they've beaten east carolina three times in a row they've gone to three straight bowl games yeah uh, hung tough with Oklahoma at the beginning of the season. They were favored today against East right, Carolina. Four. So I don't know if they're a really bad team, but I do know this was a really big win for East Carolina uh, tonight. And I know that East Carolina didn't sneak past one. They didn't. It, flu- exactly. it wasn't fluky. This was a this was a pretty dominant performance. Aside from that time, you know they they uh, got to within eight points at one time. Yeah. Uh, but then East Carolina, they didn't. You didn't and what see did what do? East Carolina they answered. Right, they answered. right. That's what I was about to say. You didn't see East Carolina fold and not keep their foot on the gas. East Carolina answered and pulled back away and, and made it a convincing win. All right, one more before we take a break. Let's go to Rowdy in Winterville. Hey, Rowdy. Hey, Clip. Rick Flair. Woo! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hope that was Rowdy enough for you. Yes, sir. What it feels like to play not to lose and you get aggressive. Look what happens. We pull out a big win. So, it's going to be fun celebrating tonight. Go Pirates. And, hey, Bentley, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Chase Elliott's winning day. Good tomorrow. Okay. All right. That, that's my guy. I'm good with that. Chase is my guy. So, I, I'm absolutely good with that. I'm, I'm actually excited about that race tomorrow. They had a, uh, the big one in the truck race earlier. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, Rowdy, good call, and I agree. I was thinking about it during the game. It is awesome to be the aggressor uh, in those situations where it's fourth down. I can't wait to talk to the players on Monday in the players' lounge and ask them what a confidence boost is two different ways. You, you, you're confident because your coach believes in you to go get the fourth down. Absolutely. And then after you do it one, two, three, four times, you got to be feeling invincible there on offense that you can do anything when you convert those fourth downs. And you know what? For for everybody that gave Donnie a, a really hard time about play calling, I think play calling was very it was very innovative and very inventive tonight. I mean, because there was a lot of plays, it, the, the pooch kick by Holt Nailers. I mean, I think that was perfect. He played it perfectly. You got Mason Garcia in from time to time. There were fourth downs. There was the, the little shovel pass for the touchdown on the second quarter, I believe it was. Um, so there was a lot of different things. The tight ends were getting involved, the running game. So the Pirates looked very... Um, they just looked like a total package offense. Absolutely. 317-1250, Dusty, Sean, and Jimmy, we're coming to you next. That means we have an open line if you want to jump in right now on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Thanks to Tiebreakers for the awesome post-game food. Weave and I once again went with the cheesesteak in a wrap. Can't go wrong. I went tots instead of fries tonight, Weave. I got fries tonight. So uh, it was I like uh, the tots. Fantastic. Jalen went with the chicken tender basket. Shirley went with the boneless wings. And uh, we are all happy campers. Thanks to tiebreakers. You might see me there tomorrow watching the uh, Washington football team 
take on the Falcons. I might go to the Buck tomorrow and watch the game. Duh, Buck. Duh, Buck. So right. I might, might split between tiebreakers and I might do the Buck. Chandler Triangle. He, he the, goes to like... AJ's, the Buck, and, and <laughs> tiebreakers. All on Sunday. That, nothing wrong with that. Might hit that. Right. 317-1250. We're back with your calls right after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio Scoreboard, here's Shirley Rose. All right, let's go over the finals from earlier today. Some of them a tad bit surprising. Number 7, Cincinnati, defeated number 9, Notre Dame, in South Bend. 24-13 was the final. Temple gets a win over Memphis, 34-31. It was North Carolina over Duke, 38-7. Wake Forest moves to 5-0 after they survive a scare from Louisville. The final there, 37-34. Navy beat UCF, 34-30. Florida State beat Syracuse, 33-30. It was Ohio State, 52. Rutgers, 13. Alabama beat Ole Miss, 42-21. And Oklahoma survives Kansas State, 37-31. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. But the Buck is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Duh, Buck. Uh. Da, buck, da, buck, da, buck, da, buck, da, buck. I set this up as somebody a, tweeted that out earlier today. Too. What's that? I set this up as a potential major upset day in college football, just because so many top ten teams were playing in really good games, and that has not happened. Alabama uh, hammered Ole Miss by twenty-one. Number two, Georgia thirty-seven to nothing over Arkansas. Oklahoma won by six over Kansas State, 37-31. Uh, Cincinnati did pick up a win, but they were favored to win against top 10 Notre Dame. Iowa won last night. Oregon, kind of the last one. Uh, I'm eyeballing here. I guess Florida and Kentucky are playing, and uh, Florida leads by three. But Stanford uh, has the ball in Oregon territory, trying to pull the upset on number three, and uh, Oregon trying to hold them out of the end zone. So we'll keep you up to date on that. 32 seconds left in that game all right emerald jimmy sean hang on we have lines locked and loaded on the fixed nc live line let's go to dusty in new Bern. hey dusty clip let me tell you first of all i need to say thank you to the many pirate fans that wrote letters and cards when i was down in my darkest days but the american dream is back And let me tell you, I got no respect for Tulane. No respect, no honor. But there is no respect amongst thieves. And let me tell you, the Pirates, we had fallen on hard times. But, Cliff, you don't know hard times. Hard times is the American auto worker that goes to work and got four or five kids at home and can't make enough money to put food on the table. Hard times is a man that goes to work and at the end of 30 years, they give him a watch and say, hey, daddy, a computer took your place. And the Pirates were brought on hard times by Jeff Comfort. But let me tell you, Clip, the Pirates and the American dream are 
Let me tell you, that was the hardest hitting performance I've seen in that at Ficklin Stadium since Quentin Cotton and Pierre Bell was rolling the field. And let me tell you, Clip, the UCF Knights are on alert because next Saturday in Orlando, Florida, and that erected set of a stadium they call the Bounce House, the Pirates of East Carolina are coming. And let me tell you, Clip, the American dream will be heard loud and clear. Go Pirates. If you will. Great call, Delsey. That was awesome. Do we have a bell? Do we have something? <laughs> do, do we have an applause uh, track or something? That is awesome. That's awesome. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, uh, honored to hear yes. from you on this Saturday. And, uh, hey, look. Oh, yeah, that was good. Hey, Randy's My next. Old man loves to hear it. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Uh, Snap into a Slim Jim, yeah. 317-1250. They're not a sponsor. Uh, Sean is up next. Hey, they might be now. <laughs> and uh, Sam Sanford. Hello, Sean. Hey. Hey, I had to listen to the game. I didn't get to watch it here in Sanford. I had to listen on 105.5 here in Sanford. But uh, it's hard to top that next caller. But I was calling to tell everybody I'm calling to eat crow. That's okay. There, there's been people calling in eating crow the last couple of weeks. That's fine. That's good. What you got? What? what By you... the way, Sean, I picked Tulane to win this game. I am very happy to be wrong. Heck did yeah, you? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually said that they were going to. Tulane was going to eat their lunch and take their milk money this Saturday. I did not figure ECU had a chance against Tulane, and they proved me wrong. I don't I don't know. Uh, someone said last week that this team was bipolar, playing like a bipolar patient. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just glad they won. I'm real tickled they won. And I, I'll end my call with uh, Go Pirates, and uh, you guys have a great show. Thank you. All right, Sean. Thanks for calling uh, in today from Sanford. And, that's fine. I, look, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm terrible picking the Pirates this year, by the way. I think I'm one, uh, maybe two and three now overall, and like one and four against the spread picking yeah. ECU games. I can't well, it's figure been this tough. team out. It's been tough. I can't no, figure them out. Nobody before tonight. Well, and not even. Is tonight going to be indicative of the rest of the season? We'll just have to wait and see because this has been such an inconsistent team and hopefully hopefully this is you know they finally put it all together they finally worked out some bugs and some details and things like that hopefully this is a sign of things to come all right 317-1250 let's go to jimmy up in erie pennsylvania hey jimmy hey guys give me some tough calls to, to follow on here but uh i used to live in chocolate now i'm up in erie pa looking out over the lake today saw a massive pirate ship overtake that green wave and it was awesome to see Hope everybody down there in pirate country uh, enjoy being in Dowdy Pickle. If they're not, I hope they get their butts in there because uh, some of us 600 miles away can't get down there quite as often as we'd like. But it would look great on TV. Great to see Ryan Jones in the offense. Uh, and, you know, there are a couple cases where Tulane wanted to come back. We we answered. That's a sign of a winner. And as, you're, as some of us were talking about earlier, uh, you know, the American is wide open now. There's one very dominant team. There's a bunch of other teams with a lot of potential. We saw that with UCF losing today, Memphis losing. It's up for grabs. We just got to go get it. And we are uh, a part of that conversation now after today's victory. That's a, a great point, Jimmy, where it looked like you had a hierarchy. At SMU maybe still up there, but 
you're right uh week to week and and look we saw what houston did to tulsa last night maybe houston's for real but uh week to week uh the pirates are gonna have a shot because as you said it's wide open i agree yeah, that's typical American football, though, is that you never know what you're going to get week in and week out uh, from different teams. You know, got teams can step up, teams that you thought are going to win. Like he said, I, I believe that there's one dominant team right now, obviously, in Cincinnati. And that one's going to be a tough one at the end of the season. We got a touchdown by Stanford oh, wow. with the clock expiring. Do you go for two in the win or send oh, it to overtime, Weave? Wow, you're at Coach home. Coach Weave, you got to make the call. 4-0, number three, Oregon at home just scored go for the two because when you're <laughs> at Stanford, you go for it every time. I think they ran off the field and they're going to kick the extra point. No, Coach go Weaver for it, man. Go, go for I'm going to kick the extra point and go into overtime. No, go for it. I have a stat have to, to consider. All right, what's oh, your hold stat on, to consider? Stat. stat to consider. It's tied up, going Keaton, overtime. Keaton Mitchell's 222. Two rushing yards. Uh, let me try that again. I'd like to buy a vowel. Keaton Mitchell's 222 rushing yards on 15 carries was the most by an ECU running back since Chris Johnson's 223 against Boise State oh, in the Hawaii, the Hawaii Bowl. Bowl. Wow. 2007. Weave was there. Yes. Yes. I was doing radio sideline. And surfing. For, don't don't. I did. Don't I, did lie. I did surf on the North Shore. <laughs> That's one of my uh, claims to fame now. All, All right. right. Three, uh, thanks for the call, Jimmy. You want to get? Let's get one more before one we more. take a break. Yeah. Emerald in Blunt's Creek. Hello, Emerald. Hey, this is Emerald in Blunt's Creek. How are y'all doing? Great, doing good. I know y'all hate it. First of all, go part. Great win, Keaton Mitchell had a great game. Shirley, I think I think that's your name, and I think you stole my thunder. But uh, what's up with the helmet? Can we not afford the purple paint? I watched this game from home. Unfortunately, I've had a sick baby. Um, thankful to be in Eastern North Carolina and be able to watch the game, uh, even though I can't be in the stadium. But it's embarrassing. The paint is shipped to hell when you watch I, it. I did notice that. I think I noticed that last week. I like the colors of the helmet. It's like a chrome purple, but I, I noticed that too. Maybe it maybe it is the paint. I don't know. But that's that's good that we're complaining about paint on the helmets. That's right. <laughs> That's all we have to complain about. Um, That's right. It was okay, so we're thankful for that. Great win. Go Pirates. I'm going to hang up and let y'all discuss that. But once again, you know, we just, you know, just get it get it together on the on the paint on the helmet. That's all all we have to do just to look a little bit a little bit better. Yeah, tighten up the ship, right? All right. That, That's right. <laughs> all right, you got to look good to play good. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, the the pain is chipped to hell, according to Emerald. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Hey, at least they're out there knocking heads. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I mean they were popping today. That's right. As, they, uh, were, they were making some hits. Our buddy Parker Bunch said that he'd be. Uh, what do you say? Popping some pads. Popping pads. They Stringer were, Stringer had a few hits. Couple in a yeah. row that uh, were just heavy hits. All right, we got the new buddy comedy Vinny and Kenny coming up next. Also, yeah. Kyle and Lagrange is on hold. We'll take a timeout and come back with you here on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Fun show tonight, folks, because the Pirates victorious in a big way, 52-29 to over Tulane. We're back with your calls after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. 
celebrating a pirate victory tonight 52 to 29 talking about a great offensive performance rushing and passing we're talking about some hard-hitting defense some shoddy paintwork on the helmets and more <laughs> whatever you got on your mind we are here taking your calls on the fifth quarter shirley Rhodes taking your calls and turn jalen here as well and shirley what you got i was gonna say i have yet another stat to consider well look at you stat shirley stats <laughs> uh the uh Team rushing yards that were amassed today, which, by the way, is 310, are the most team rushing yards by ECU since racking up 491 at Memphis in 2007. And that was also a CJ explosion day, if I recall. Maybe some uh, Dominique Lindsay, I think, was in that uh, backfield, if I'm not mistaken um maybe some brandon simmons action in there too i'll have to check the box score all right uh thank you for that shirley dade kyle kenny hang on let's go to Vinny in washington hey Vinny. hey guys thanks for taking my call and uh i went to shop on a couple things you know first of all those critics for last week i didn't call for a simple reason i was thinking that to listen to those uh, complaints and this and that you know take this and smoke you know this victory was with all those critics then again, another thing last week, you know, everybody was complaining how better we play and this, this, and that. When you have a tough game, you know, coming up, you show all your cards on your table, you show all your weapon, or your strength and weakness to the opponent to do your own, their own work on your team. I mean, if anybody ever coached on any level, I never coached on that level, but, you know, middle school, high school, and all that, but when I have a tough opponent and an easy game coming up, I just do enough to win which we did. It was an ugly win, but it was a win. So the opponents tend to make their own work on your roster. Guess what? They're going to put the, weak, the stronger defender on your weakest player, and you know, the weak defender on the strong player. They don't know who the aces are. So to me, today I called this game, you know, the, the area where I was sitting, you know, I thought, look, we're going to smoke this team today. Yeah, but we are on the door. It doesn't matter that we're going to smoke them. Those coaches that can coach. Second of all, you know, why can't we give the same hospitality, you know, the marshal gives to us when we go there? There is a group of people behind the opponents. Uh, the opponents, they're always talking trash to the opponents. So why can't we show respect? We have to beat them on the field, not on the stands. You know, one thing that trapped them into this area 36 years ago was the southern hospitality. Why can't we offer that to our opponents that come to our, to our, to our stadium? Well, some do, some don't. That's an individual choice that people need to make, but there's morons everywhere. Yeah, and I think for the most part, ECU fans are, are pretty uh, hospitable when other uh, other opponents come in, and I, I think that's that's kind of a rarity at ECU. So I hope hopefully that doesn't happen. It, hopefully it's it's more hospitable than not at ECU. Thank you, Vinny. There is Vinny in Washington, 317-1250. And as far, as far as putting stuff on tape, everybody's seen the tape of Keaton Mitchell. He continues to do what he does. He's, so uh, there's nothing you can do about that. That's that's on tape, and uh, he's still getting it done. It's just part of the script right now, a Keaton Mitchell breakaway touchdown. Speaking of touchdowns, third and 11, touchdown Stanford. Wow. They uh, take a six-point lead, PAT pending in overtime number three oregon on the ropes on the road we'll keep you updated on that on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard all right kenny is up next in blunt's creek hey kenny 
Hey, Cliff, how you doing tonight? Hey, great, man. Hey, Billy. Uh-oh. Signature win, conference win. We're on our way. We got three wins. We only need three more for a bowl game. Put up 52 tonight. Just shows you if we let these guys play and let them play fun and fast, we can score points. And it's so nice to see that tonight. It's nice to see the crowd in, in, engaged and uh, watch these guys perform like we know they can. We, we, we already know these. We, I think a lot of us, and I, I believe you guys will say the thing, we really think this team's a decent team. It's a good team. We just got to put it together for four quarters, and we can pretty much handle ourselves in beating teams. Uh, just a, a great, great day, great atmosphere. Uh, just, just totally positivity. I was Mr. Positivity last week. Not going to whine about a dang thing. Notice that, Shirley. I didn't cuss. It's we just got to we got to keep moving, man. We we got a chance to go down to Florida next week and take a team with a hurt quarterback, and we can make a statement there. Let's let's enjoy this game for tonight. Move on to next week, and I'd also like to say kudos to the Pirate Radio tailgate today. It was a soirée of celebrities, man. Wow, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, I cussed. Sorry. Man, just what's your thoughts on how we play today? And I, I'll, I'll, I'll step back and listen to you guys because I could, you know me, I, I'm a social butterfly. I'll talk all damn night. <laughs> all right. Appreciate thanks. it, Kenny. Kenny, it was good seeing you at the Pirate uh, Radio tailgate, too. And yeah, I mean, members of Parmalee stopped by. Robert Jones was there. Of course, uh, touchdown Tony Collins. Tony Collins Mark was Washington. there. Mark Washington. A lot of former ECU football players and, and just lots of At least of folks. one of the Hart twins, maybe both. Yeah. I yeah. saw one of the Hart twins. Yeah. So lots of people there. And, and to Kenny's point, Kenny, Kenny hit on something. Um, that that I believe was key to victory tonight, playing fast. And that's not just on offense, but on defense as well. Defensively, the guys played fast. They swarmed around the football. The guys tackled well on defense. Offensively, there seemed to be a good pace offensively. They played quick offensively, and I think they just put the gas pedal down and uh, and played very well. I hope we see more of that uh, this season. And as a previous caller said, played as the aggressor tonight. Yes. We put them on their heels, uh, yeah. starting from – Really, the opening kickoff, and uh, it, it was awesome to see. All right, uh, let's go to Dade in Wilmington. Hey, Dade. Dade. Kyle? Oh, I skipped Kyle. My, that's on me. Sorry, Kyle. It's my first night doing this. I'll turn you. Guys, uh, I, I tell you what, man. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a perfect day in Greenville, man. I, it, it's uh, – it couldn't have been any better, uh, you know, from 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 the weather to to the performance on the field. Even probably at halftime, you know, I'm more of an outlaw country guy. Little Cody Jennings, little Waylon Jennings, third or something. But but even the pop country, I enjoyed that today for the local boys. Uh, everything was uh, everything was fantastic. No complaints. Concession fans, the uh, the lines were reasonable. I mean, you, you couldn't have had a more perfect day. It's like old times at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, beating somebody's ass, getting a big win, three wins in a row. One and only conference. One and only conference. Think about that. You know, with some of the upsets that happened today in conference, you don't have to win the league. You don't have to win your division. There's no division anymore to make a championship game. Who knows? We don't play SMU. Who knows how the cards fall at this point? You know, we could finish second and, and play Cincinnati all over again for the conference championship. Who knows? I'm not calling that. I just want to get three more wins and get to do a bowl game with six. But, uh, 
you know, I, I'll say this. I ain't got a lot to say. I'm just happy. It's no complaints. It's rare for me. But uh, I spoke with Corey Glor Thursday night, and uh, Corey was very confident that the Wave was going to win this one. So I just want to say to Corey, Nanner, Nanner, Boo, Boo, Go Pirates. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Kyle. Hello, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Ah, Corey Glore on the wrong side of this one. We caught up with him on Pirate Radio Live earlier this week. Great dude. And uh, he had to uh, watch the Pirates stick it to the green wave today. That was uh, that was good to see. All right, now we go to Dade in Wilmington. Hello, Dade. Hey, guys. How y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good, Dade. Good, good. Yeah, I agree with the last caller, man. Felt like that old Daddy Fishing Stadium tonight. Felt great. That's great to hear. Weave, you were there. Yeah. and you know, did, It wasn't packed. I can tell you that from watching on TV. No, but. no, it wasn't packed. But, of course, over in the two-lane section where they have the away team, that's as, as as little of a crowd for an away team that I've seen. Of course, South Carolina had a good contingency of fans yeah. there. That helped out with the uh, the capacity or with the uh, the numbers at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium during that game. And getting back to Kyle's point about the concession stands, I agree. We came into the stadium, my uh, fiance and I came into the stadium a little bit early. We wanted to get there you know about 20 minutes before the game to make sure we see all the introductions and stuff i went to the bathroom she got in line for a water so we'd have water you know when we're going up and it was quick and it was short and not like anything like it was the first couple of games so they've corrected that situation and it was a good experience today all and parmalee was awesome at halftime that's the first time i can ever remember halftime entertainment like that as opposed as opposed to the band or something like that i think it might be i don't ever remember a concert per se they it wasn't really concert it was three songs but still i don't ever remember that being done at dowdy fix Stadium, not not in my tenure here anyway. Dade, what else you got? Nothing, man. I was just third generation pirate here. We had some family that came to ECU back when it was ECTC. Man, just super proud of Mike Houston and all the guys. And go Pirates from the Duttons, the Baines, and the Isleys. And just good to see Mike Houston at the end of the game being so happy, man. It was just good stuff tonight. Yes, sir. Well said. Thank you, Dade. Yeah, those guys have, have had some pressure on them. The coaches, players, Holton has been taking a lot of heat. Of course, Donnie Kirkpatrick's been taking a lot of heat. Uh, Mike Houston early on taking a lot of heat as well. It's nice to see those guys get some of that uh, some of that monkey off their back. Yeah, it's just – and it's great to have that sense of pride for your school, your right, university right. that we have not had in so long. Yeah. Uh, the comedians, the, the Sklar brothers, uh, are in the world of comedy where there's not a lot of sports fans, and they tell – non-sports fans that are like why are you so into this like you're st louis cardinals and they're like it's a it's a civic pride thing yeah like for pro teams where it's something everybody can rally around and feel good about and that's how we are here in the in the 51st state with east carolina we love our pirates we're we're hard on our pirates sometimes but when they win like this and you heard it from the third generation date there uh, the sense of pride he had for East Carolina today. That's right, awesome. and it goes from generation to generation. Like he said, is uh, he's, he's got family members that were at East Carolina when it was ECTC, yeah. East Carolina Teachers College, and that's a long time ago. All right, 317-1250, Jim, David, John, you are up next on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Shirley Rhodes is taking a call, and she's going to send us the break, and we will be back with you. More calls on the Fixed NC Live line coming up on a celebratory edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. We got a final, and we got, hey, I was right about one upset. Stanford has knocked off number three Oregon. And they're rushing the field. The nerds are taking the field. (laughs) Here they go. Oh, that guy just bit it. (laughs) 
<laughs> we got yeah. fans. Keep the camera right there. Oh, oh, look at the girl. Oh, <laughs> no. Don't do it. That is a pretty Great weak stuff. field storming, but uh, awesome for Stanford as they get the win it over is number Stanford, three, Oregon. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think about the, the band is on the field. <laughs> we'll be back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio Scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, a couple of games have gone final. You just heard a couple of minutes ago, Clip, talking about Oregon and Stanford. Stanford upsets Oregon 31 to 24 was that final in double overtime. SMU beats South Florida 41 to 17. Games going on right now. Florida has a 10-7 lead over Kentucky. Uh, NC State has gone into the locker room at halftime with a 13 to 10, excuse me, 13 to 10 lead over Louisiana Tech. Oklahoma State has a 7-0 lead over Baylor. Mississippi State and Texas A&M are tied at 10, 10 apiece. Iowa State leads Kansas 21-0. And Michigan State has a 7-0 lead over Western Kentucky. That is a look at the Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They're open noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night and food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Post Game call Show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Da Buck. Da Buck, da Buck, da Buck, da Buck, da Buck. Hey, uh, can can I throw out a stat to consider? Yes, sir, you can. This coming uh, from Twitter and our buddy Tom McClellan, the outstanding sports information director at ECU. In three career games versus Tulane, ECU quarterback Holton Aylers has completed 69 passes for 999 yards and seven touchdowns. That's an average of 333 yards per game against the Green Wave. Not bad. Not bad at all. Big day today. Almost overshadowed by the 300-plus yard rushing performance by ECU and the 200-plus yards that Keaton Mitchell had continuing to just be a a burner and find a hole and scoot to the end zone. Did it twice today. Very balanced attack. 310 uh, (laughs) on the ground and 302 in the air. You don't get any more balance than that. I need to refresh and see if Donnie Kirkpatrick is tweeting after this one. (laughs) He probably is not going to do that again, but uh, he kind of deserves to. Yeah, yeah. hey man. All right, Nathan, Jim, David, hang on. Let's go to John in Greenville. Hey, John. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Holton really, I mean, he's inconsistent as as can be, uh, unfortunately. However, tonight he really turned it on, and he's impressed me beyond any end. And at the end of the game, I mean, just taking it on a personal level, he, he really showed as the players walked off, um, you know, we're, we're all standing there, and he, he just – made sure he got the football. He got a kid of football. He's, he's just a really class act, and I regret any doubt that I ever had with this guy. I mean, he's a really good guy, and we're back, man. I said this a couple of weeks ago as we finished with Marshall. Wasn't so good with Charleston, but, I mean, we're officially back. Uh, Houston, I mean, he's got this team 100%. Anyone who doubts Houston um, can kick bricks. I mean, this this team is officially back, and 
we're full full flag full full uh steam ahead and um i just wanted to say that i've, I've got the full support for this team and thank you for having me thank you uh john appreciate you calling in and hey there's a lot of good people in sports that make bad plays i mean you gotta yeah you gotta separate it like you know we've i, I hate tony romo I say that because he played for Dallas, but Tony Romo is actually a good dude. Yeah, I, yeah. So absolutely, Holden Aylers win or lose interception or not, or you know touchdown, seventy yard performance against South Carolina or three hundred today, he's still going to be a great person off the field. And then there's a lot of guys like that. So you know, it's he's always going to be the same guy. I've said that he's consistent talking to us on Mondays, whether the Pirates lose and he plays awful or whether he puts up monster numbers and the Pirates win. So that's not going to change. The no. performance is going to change because he has been inconsistent in his time at East Carolina. But he was awesome today and picked up a win. And if he'd have lost that game today, he would have talked to a kid and gave an autograph. Yeah. He's yeah. the same guy, win or lose. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that understands the leadership role of a quarterback, and he understands that you know when it comes down to it, um, you're probably going to get a lot more credit than you deserve in victories, and you're going to get a lot more... Uh, criticism in in a loss when you play bad than you deserve as well. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast with the quarterback position and being a leader. Uh, tonight, he did say in the postgame interviews that he gave so much credit to the ECU offensive line, and that's a big thing. Uh, if you think about it, Holton had time back there. They had a couple designed runs for him where he looked really good. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I mean, this is a team sport, and we've talked about the offensive line. I think the offensive line p- played great tonight, gave him time to work and do his thing. Uh, Mike Houston said it, uh, in one of it, either the press conference or Wednesday after practice, both teams are going to try to win in the trenches. That's Willie Fritz football. That's what Mike Houston football, that's what he wants to be. Pirates won in the trenches tonight and then dominated the line of scrimmage, and it shows in the yardage and, and what they did defensively. 317-1250, David is up in Farmville. Hey, David. Hey, guys. Um, uh, yeah, that was a great game. Um, I enjoyed the atmosphere, and uh, like you guys mentioned earlier, concessions were were not an issue. Uh, that was really good. Uh, first off, uh, just a shout-out to the underdog. Uh, everybody stepped up. Uh, team-wise, uh, it was great. Um, also, a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Omatoso, I tell you what. Um, coming into this year, the issue was could he could he make a catch and hang on to it? Uh, he made a couple of catches tonight that were really really good, and uh, glad to see him performing at a higher level. Uh, also, shout out to seeing Ryan Jones get some get some carries and uh, that catch that uh, Mason threw to him. I tell you what, that was a great throw. It had to be on the money, or that was going to be a pick six. Um, but uh, he made the catch and took it to the house, and uh, and that was great. Um, also, uh, shout out to, to Donnie Kirkpatrick. I thought the play calling was a lot better. Um, he's got to do something about number 23. The guy just runs too fast. He scores too quick. Um, he, he, nobody can catch him on the field. It's just an unfair advantage to our opponents. Yeah, you got to slow him down some um, so we can burn more clock. Uh, I'm saying that in jest. Um, but uh, all in all, just a, a great performance. I'm not ready to anoint that we're back yet. Um, let's go beat up on uh, Central Florida uh, and give them a farewell goodbye um, and take care of business and go to 2-0 and in the conference. Uh, 1-0 and is a great position. 3-2 and is absolutely great. Uh, let's just keep building on it. I uh, feel really good about the team, um, like where they're going. Uh, just love the way Mitchell runs and Harris compliments him. Um, uh, found the tight ends in play. Uh, just keep doing what they're doing. Um, 
very pleased. I'll hang up and listen, and you guys have a good night. All right. I appreciate it, Dave. And I, I can understand it was it's 25 is the jersey of Keaton Mitchell, but to some of the defenders, it probably looks like a 23 because he's so far down the field. <laughs> the number gets blurry. The number gets blurry. <laughs> after it's about the 25 That's yard right. mark on the run. I tell you what, I do like the sprinter's uh, end at the goal line, too. He does. So, so he's done the wave a couple times, and today on the long run for the touchdown, the, the sprinter's crossing the uh, goal line. That's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. All right, 317-1250. Maybe we should have that sprinter's tape uh, at the end. So when the ball breaks yeah. the plane, you hit the tape. and Absolutely. It, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Jim in Gramsland. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, very happy with the win. Um, I just want to say, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. I still want to see Jeff Charles arm wrestle Corey Glore. You know, I just think that would be great. Not a contest. That Wouldn't was, be uh, a contest. So I tweeted earlier in the week that this <laughs> game was going to go into like 12 overtimes and they were going to side it by an arm wrestling oh, competition. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Charles in a in a steamroll. I told Jeff today, and he said, yeah, I got that one in yeah, the bag. Yeah, Easy, yeah, but yeah. Sorry Strongest, we didn't get to see that today, Strongest Jim. man on the radio. Yeah. Right. One more comment, though. I mean, what's up? We need to see Morgan Naylor say a little more args after the first down. I was kind of disappointed in that, too. Well, he had he had a few early on. Um, I think he likes the the. Well, that's the thing is there weren't a whole lot of first downs. There was all those Keaton Mitchell long runs, so they were more touchdown args than the the first down args. But yeah, I, I think the fans really like that too. But it, I I know that Morgan tries to pick and choose when they're big first downs to do the arg and get people really into it. All right, he's had enough. Three one seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Nathan. Na- Nathan. Nathan. And Nathan. Nathan. Nathan and Grantham. Grantham. That's tough. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> hey, guys, doing tonight? Doing good. Uh, all I gotta say tonight is that uh, uh, first of all, shout out to JSI Hatfield. JSI Hatfield. Essay all day. Second of all, my boy Holden just killed him tonight. You know, he was leader of the team, and he just he just killed him tonight, right? Like he's he's my guy. I, I called him last week, and I said, everybody's hating on Holden. And, you know, tonight he just killed it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We played, know what you mean. Yeah, played well. And uh, I, kudos to the receivers, too. You didn't see a whole lot of drop passes. Didn't see a whole lot of behind uh, guys' passes. You didn't see any any bad throws from Holton. He played a very solid game tonight. I mean, uh, I mean, it don't care who you play the receiver. Holton's going to kill him. Hold on anybody who wants to receive it. You know what I mean, bro? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we know what you mean. Tonight, shout out to Hatfield, S.A. all day. I love Holt Naylor. He's a guy. He's a guy. Right, you guys have a good night. I'll listen to y'all. All right. Thanks, all Nathan. Right. Nathan. You know what I mean? You I know, know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean, Vern? All right. Monica, Kevin, and James, you are next. Monica, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> this was not a rerun. Looking forward to what Monica's got tonight. Monica's she is, always uh, got a good take. One of the top callers every week got on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Calling Show. We got Kevin and James. Not Kevin James, but Kevin and James coming up. And your call because we have an open line. 317-1250. We're back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. 
Got Billy Weaver and the Bling Bling. Yes, I have. I have. Uh, Looking good. <clears throat> yeah, I have donned the victory chain. They call him one chain, Billy Weaver. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we, I, there's another one in there. I could be two chains. We got Grant. We got James. We got Kevin lined up. And right now, we'll head back to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to Monica in Greenville. Hey, Monica. What's happening? What's happening is we put 52 points on the board today and took away our first conference win. That's what's happening. We watched a ball game tonight, my friends, and it it, it felt good. Um, gosh, I just have to say, you know, after only putting up 350 yards in offense for the total game last week, um, our Pirates put up 300, over 350 yards in the first half, and it was exciting to watch. We opened up that playbook, and we watched a ball game today. Um, last week, I, I also called out, you know, we had 115 yards in bonehead penalties. I said that came from the top down. So I'd be remiss if I didn't give props to Coach Houston and staff for correcting that. I don't think we had any of those bonehead personal fouls today. So I do have to acknowledge they corrected that, and our boys um, listened and rose to the occasion. Um, I also have to um, really tip my hat off to Holton Aylers. I want to think about the mental toughness that it takes for all the criticism that he's been getting to step onto the field knowing you're under that criticism and to perform like he did to lead his team. It just takes a lot of mental toughness. So I think we all need to tap, um, tip our hat to Holton Aylers. Um, and I just want to thank the defense. Um, man, we saw some clean, hard-hitting I think Tulane is probably calling in some extra ice baths, some extra pain meds. Um, those guys are going to be hurting tomorrow. Um, I just, you know, what's happening is we watched a ball game today. Um, everybody thought I was crazy when I said ECU was going to win by seven. And, man, we hung 52 points on the board today. I am going to leave with um, a, a point that we need to fix, and that's our third down efficiency. We were still stinking it up today, you know, third down. Uh, we were only three uh, for 14. And I do question, I'll get you guys to comment, why is it that on third and one we constantly line up in shotgun? I, I just want to get Holton just right up under the center at third and one and smash it and, and, and get, the, get, get the first down. So I, I'm not sure why he constantly um, lines up in shotgun position. But I'll um, see what you guys think on how we can improve that third down efficiency. Now, the good thing is we converted on fourth down, so that's great. But um, all I got to say is go Pirates. Let's keep winning. Um, I love it. And uh, what's happening is we won tonight, guys, uh, in pretty good fashion. So go Pirates. All right, Monica and Greenville, another great call as always. Man, I've been getting the – ever since I started hosting the fifth quarter, why are we in shotgun on third and short? I mean, that's like just football today, the yeah, way it is. It you is. rarely see teams go under center and sneak it or go under center and hand well, the ball off to a running but back. tonight we saw Tulane do it on a few occasions where they were on third and one or yeah. uh, short-yarded situation with their quarterback sneaks because I called it a couple times. Here comes the sneak, here comes the sneak, and they yeah. their offensive line pushed the defensive line pretty, pretty much off the ball. So, yeah, I agree with that too. And, and looking at it, I think our fourth down efficiency was probably better than our third down efficiency this year. I haven't looked at the actual stats, but just right off the top of my head, I think the Pirates are better on fourth down and short than they are on third down this year they are pirates are nearly perfect on fourth down awful on third downs uh some wacky stuff happening yeah in, in kentucky. kentucky we just had a, a kick six a, a block kick go for a touchdown for kentucky 
the ensuing extra point was blocked by florida but they did not return it uh but kentucky has a lead over florida as they couldn't draw that one up any uh more perfect it was blocked straight up into the air looks like a linebacker uh, takes it uh, all the way to the house. Great play. Kentucky leads. Actually, might Florida might even be a running back that's on the uh, special teams there because he's not number. Th- he's number thirty-two. A he lot of times you could go. Yeah, he was. He looked like a running back right there. So either running back or a linebacker taking it back. They are fired up. It's not basketball season yet. Uh, no, but look, look at Kentucky. the crowd at Kentucky. Yeah. It's a great crowd at Kentucky. All right, let's go to Kevin in Burlington next. Hey, Kevin. Hey, uh, this is Kevin from Burlington, but I'm actually in Greenville because I came to the game today. There you go. Glad you were at the game. First and foremost, as I did last week, I want to give some shout-outs. First, I want to give a shout-out to you guys for the forum. Secondly, I want to give a shout-out to Kevin and Grimesland, who was the guy last week who wanted Bush Light served and I met him walking into the game, and I was like, I'm Kevin from Burlington. He goes, oh, my God, I heard your call, and we, we had, like, a whole, like, conversation. That's that's what we aim to do here is bring <laughs> pirates together <laughs> over a cold beer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but my flavor's Ice House, so I ain't got no shot of getting that, like, added to the meat. <laughs> He's an Ice House man. Yes. <laughs> Secondly... I want to give a shout-out to our team today. They played with such passion and such heart. I have never seen a defense. I haven't seen a defense like this since probably Skip Holt's days. They were hitting people. And when and, and I second Monica, and by the way, Monica, if you're single, we'll talk. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. it's, it's now the dating game. <laughs> Hit people. Holton made great, great decisions with the football today. And we put up 612 yards of offense. And most of that was in the first quarter, to be honest. Um, secondly, I got to give kudos to Donnie Kirkpatrick for opening it up. And i my call last week, I said he needs to run more out the pistol. They did run more out the pistol. And when they did, that opens it up for Holton to, you know, do the run pass option. And that opened up the entire playbook. So kudos to him. I just want to say, do you guys realize that we have a winning record for the first time in three years currently? And we're on a three-game win streak since 2014. Yep. And, and it was in 2014 was the last time we had a winning season. And three, uh, this is the l- latest in the season ECU's been over 500 since 2015. So there's a lot of senses going on today because we uh, have just had so many struggles over the years. But we're celebrating right now, Kevin, and uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks for tuning in. Hold on. I got two questions. All right, let's go. What you got? One, why does Holton Aylers never audible? 
Uh, he he has. Oh no 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 no. He audible today. As a matter of fact, they they showed blitz on one of the uh, on one of the touchdown passes because I can remember my uh, fiance. We were sitting in the stands and I was trying to explain to her what a blitz was. Linebackers showed blitz. He called an audible and they scored a touchdown on it. So I gotta gotta argue with you on that one because I remember vividly today. It must have been the second quarter because they were going in towards the boneyard when he called an audible. And my last point is. Why did we ever kill the We Believe chant? And I know you guys have some pull. So can you get the marketing department to, like, revive the 19... 19- I even asked my cousin, who graduated in 1972, and he goes, you know, I, I, I don't know why we ever killed that chant. Well, we were trying to get the We Be Weave <laughs> to come back. Well, as in for we the first time. Be Weaver. We, we Believe. That never got well, off that, the ground. Yeah, that that didn't get. So that just shows you how much pull we've got over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure there, Kevin. But uh, we need we need to revive it, and I think this team could use it. And by God, go Pirates! What a great win! What heart! What soul! That's all I got to say. There all you right. go, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Three one seven twelve fifty. We go next to James in Wilmington. Hey, James. Three. Three and two. Three and two. Boys, we did it. Last week, I heard a lot of callers calling in, even after a win, claiming, boy, won't tear the door. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? But like the great wordsmith Thomas Earl Petty wrote, even the losers get lucky sometimes, and even the losers keep a little bit of pride. And now here we stand at the tippity top of the conference, looking down upon the rest of these conference peasants, undefeated in conference play. Is that it? We were we were hoping for more. <laughs> Keep it coming. I got I got I got one more. All right. Remember my conspiracy theory from last week? Yes. A Holt Naylor? Yep. He blew it. He started playing a little bit more checkers. <laughs> well, garbage time. Garcia got in, showed a little smoke. Yeah. Donnie's going to have a little bit shorter leash now. Messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Hey, competition's can, a good thing. You continue to bring it each week. We look forward to your new material uh, next Saturday. Uh, I'll bring you something a little bit longer next time on family vacation. I had to come down to South Carolina and tell these South Carolina Gamecocks how lucky they were a couple weeks. Yeah, well, that's cool. I'll never tell a caller that his call is too short. James. Hey, Dave, South you Carolina. Keep it tight. T- South Carolina didn't play well today either. All right, James. Thanks, man. They're bad school. <laughs> there is James. He has gone with uh, Bob Seeger references. He did a monologue from American Psycho last week and brought up some uh, some Tom Petty today. Uh, sure. Didn't he do Phil Collins too? Phil, well, right, that Phil was Collins, the um, yeah, that was the American Psycho reference. I okay. believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we go to Grant on the way back to Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Grant. Hey, Clint. What's up? Uh, First got a big win, driving back. Love listening all after a big win. Finally got to see City Speed, Keaton Mitchell. Uh, the previous caller said that I agree with the same thing they said. Like on third and short, fourth and short, Holt will be in shotgun, but he needs to be in under center because he could probably down a lot more third down. Uh, also, the defense was laying the boomstick on them today. 
They were. They were flying. The boomstick. Yeah, they were flying around the football, too. When they weren't making big hits, guys were swarming around the football, too. So uh, they had had a heck of a game. Uh, All all the guys on defense, Shaquan McMillan again. again, I mean, what what can you say about him? He's he's got uh, interceptions in four straight games. I think he's got 11 career interceptions, three or four. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I think it might be four. Uh, four straight games with interceptions, but I know he's got eleven for his career at ECU. He's he's just admitted, been a beast defensively. Three straight, definitely in the second half because he had the game winner against Marshall, the yeah. game clincher. Uh-huh. He had the pick six that really was the difference in the game yep. against Charleston Southern, and then one late in the game today. So Jaquan McMillan has been awesome. Nice uh, Scotty Mo City Speed reference there too, Grant. I called that. So uh, good stuff. Thanks for joining. Hey Gerard Springer, to, uh, Stringer, I should say awesome today he he had a i think two i can remember right off the top of my head probably three really big hits that he had uh this afternoon jira wilson's name called a lot today yeah. really for the first time this year he was a playmaker last year so really uh just hats off to this team great team win complimentary football you love to see it all right uh jared isaac james you're up next we have an open line 317-1250 and we are back with more of your calls on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, Kentucky had that uh, wild blocked kick. They ran it back for a touchdown. They now lead Florida 13-10 in the third quarter. NC State has a 20-13 lead over Louisiana Tech in the third. Oklahoma State still holding on to a 7-0 lead over Baylor in the second quarter. It is Texas A&M 13, Mississippi State 10 in the second. Clemson has put a touchdown on the board. They lead Boston College 7-3 in the second quarter. Iowa State cruising over Kansas 28-0. It's Michigan State 21, Western Kentucky 10 at the end of the first quarter. And Penn State has a 7-0 lead over Indiana. That is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. Open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night and food trucks during the day during football season. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter call-in show. We have lines locked and loaded. LV on Facebook Live saying, when is the last time ECU scored 52 points? Well, LV, you got to go all the way back to the last game of last year. They put up 52 against SMU. I was thinking it was a lot further back, uh, but looked up last year, and uh, they scored that in that breakout performance against SMU, which we've, we've been asking and it's not a magic formula they open that day and can reopen it at any time they want but no. hey when are we going to see that again that, that offensive explosion we saw it today against Tulane yeah and I think a lot of fans thought when they you know the way East Carolina ended the season last year that that would carry over to the start of this season that's just not necessarily how that happens it doesn't work that way and you know uh, especially when you play a team like Appalachian State right if we'd have played a weak opponent it might have carried over oh absolutely and yeah. that's the thing you know that's the thing I've said about college football that I 
don't like is that there is no preseason. There's no scrimmage games. You go right from scrimmaging yourselves and not really knowing, uh, not not being able to to feel the real speed of the game, um, get real hitting in. I mean, you know, you you can go live and practice with hitting, but it's still not like game speed it, it's not so you know when you come out against a team like Appalachian State it's tough so you know not having those scrimmage games not having that uh, that kind of tune up at the beginning of the season is always tough not saying that's an excuse but uh, hopefully the Pirates have finally hit the uh, hit second gear all right Kevin James didn't we just do this yes. Isaac hang on <laughs> let's go to Jared in Washington DC hey Jared hey guys how are y'all great man you know what it's a great night Pirates came out, played great. That defense looked phenomenal. I know it got a little dicey in the third quarter, but they just, you saw a fierceness that I haven't seen in a long time. Those hits, you could just tell Tulane, when they were getting hit, it was, they felt every hit on those some of those big ones. And Jaquan McMillan is just insane. As soon, anytime the ball goes his way, there's a chance that he's catching it and he's taking it the other other way. And then, you know, I've been against Holton some because, you know, some of the throws and reads he makes is just questionable. But he had a, he just had a great game. And, you know, I think the offensive line held up, made, but that gave him plenty of time. Mitchell having a run game just gives Holton a whole other chance to really do what he does best. And that makes the big throws and, you know, run the ball when he gets a chance. Omotosho, he's starting to become that true breakout wide receiver. That huge catch towards the end of the set, end of the second quarter, that's just those things that when a wide receiver does that for a quarterback, it makes the game that much better. And I will say the one other big thing, I love seeing Mason get in the game. If for nothing else, he needs some snaps. We need to know what we have behind Holton if Mason really is going to be the, the next guy up. And it's a big change going from a left-handed quarterback to a right-handed quarterback for an opposing defense. So, you know, it's a great game. Let's keep it up next week against UCF. All right, good call. A lot of shout-outs from Jared today fired up after the win, and I agree with all that. It's a shame Omatosho's touchdown got called back Yeah, um, because uh, he did have some nice catches today, a big-bodied wide receiver. Shout-out to uh, – and one particular play in mind where Malik Fleming gives up the catch but immediately attacks the ball, and they called it a um, – they reviewed it for a fumble. It was a clear incompletion. He made a good play on that. It's nice to see these corners attacking, and Jaquan McMillan uh, four in a row uh, with interceptions, as you said, Weave, and just playing great. Uh, a lot of kudos going around today. Yeah, and Jared saying something about the wide receivers, Omotosho being one of them. CJ made some tough catches. Those guys made made catches with defenders on them today, and that was nice to see. And I, I agree with Jared as well. It was nice to see a little change of pace when you put Mason Garcia in because like it, it forces the defense to have to get another look. It forces the defense to have to make adjustments defensively, and I think that can only help the Pirates. 317-1250. Let's go to Isaac in Greenville next. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? Great, man. Good, good. Hey, I still, like like the last guy said, we had a strong win tonight. Defense played good. Uh, the only thing I have to say is that uh, offensive pass interference, I think it was second or third quarter, it was complete. Like it, 
Like that shouldn't have been offense pass interference. That should have been down at the first yard, at the one yard line. But other than that, Pirates had a great game. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think there were two pass interference calls against East Carolina. One defensively, of course, was on a fourth and seven that ended up being a pass interference call on the uh, if if you were to the um, upper deck side on the sideline. If you remember that, it eventually turned into a touchdown. I, I missed that one, but I saw people complaining that it might have it was been terrible. uncatchable. It, yeah, well, I think that too, and it, it was questionable whether it was pass interference, even if the ball was catchable. It looked to me uh, from sitting in the stands and, and watching the replay on the uh, on the Jumbotron that it was an uncatchable ball. They called it a pass interference, and then of course Tulane ended up scoring on that drive. That was a fourth and seven. That would have been a turnover on downs instead of a touchdown, so that was a big Big play defensively that uh, went against East Carolina. And then I agreed with the offensive pass interference. That was questionable as well. So there were two big calls that got a lot of boos in the stadium from the uh, from the fans. All right, Isaac, anything else? Uh, no, uh, actually, one more thing, okay? One, one thing that we always do, okay? Right. One, two, three. Go, Byron! All right, we'll leave you on that one. Y'all keep the party going. Thanks, Isaac. Appreciate it. There's Isaac in Greenville living it up after a Pirate victory. 52 points tonight rolled up. 29 for the Corey Glores. 317-1250. James (laughs) is in Fuquay, Verena. Hey, James. Good evening, gentlemen. You fellas do a fine job. Thank Thank you, you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, I, I was thinking perhaps you should wear blazers, purple blazers. Hmm. Well, I've, I've got my gold chain on. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I, I got a thick gold chain on now in, in, in celebration of the Pirate victory. Yeah, well, something to consider down. <laughs> I have uh, two words. I told Shirley I'd be brief. Physicality. And, well, this isn't one word, but open field tackling. Thank God. Or just tackling. Tackling's good. We'll keep it to one word. <laughs> okay, well, coming up on the screen passes, is the anticipation is something we haven't seen before. Yes, sir. It was great to see. I the agree. Pirates were swarming uh, today. They were, and I, and I agree. When you're one-on-one out there, those are tough to make those. Uh, you know, we've seen that early in the season where those one-on-one tackles were arm tackles or you'd have a, a shifty receiver or a shifty uh, uh, running back that would juke a guy out of his shoes, kind of, so to speak. And I remember we, week one, we, we were saying, and, and we kind of got to the point where, okay, it's week one maybe tackling to get better but it was it was really bad yeah that night in charlotte that has been shored up uh and we saw it on display tonight and and the few times that i can remember in the game tonight where that initial tackle was not made there were two or three guys swarming right behind them and still making it either a tackle for a loss or a very short gain so yeah the defense was was all over the field tonight all right james well, I'm going to hang up and rip into the last seven seconds of what I said. Good night. Uh, all right. There is James. Uh, brief tonight. Thank you, James. 317-1250. We go next to Kevin in Grimesland. Hey, Kevin. Kevin? Kevin? You want to try Joe in Greenville next? Hey, Joe. Hey, how, you do- how are y'all doing? Good, doing man. Doing good, Joe. Good. Um, I wanted to talk about obviously a great win. Um, the difference between last year at Cincinnati, when Cincinnati scored really late, 
and Coach Houston had to talk to um, the, the coach at Cincinnati. And then tonight, when uh, when we scored with less than a minute left, or about one minute left, because it seemed like him and uh, Houston and Fritz um, talked to each other after the game. I didn't know if y'all had an opinion on that. I didn't really think about that, Joe. I, I do remember saying last year. I mean, I didn't. If if you're just playing your regular offense and right. you know you're not rubbing it in, dancing and stuff, I don't really care who scores late and what the score is. So, you know, I don't. If Mike Houston had a problem with the last year, then yeah, I'm not on the sidelines. Maybe there was a reason to have a problem with it, but I didn't care one way or the other. And I didn't think about it today, Joe. Are you saying that they? There was an uh, an icy exchange at the end, or they talked, or what? Are you, what are you saying? It, it didn't look icy. They just talked for a while. I think Houston had his arm around him, and they were talking about something. Huh. Yeah, and it, it may have been a case where he was like, "Look, I, we were just handing the ball off. Uh, you know, we weren't trying." Yeah, I they would did have, a run play, right? It was a run play. Now I can see if they run a trick play, or if they let Holton throw the ball and they did something fancy at the end and scored a touchdown. That's kind of a little over the top, and that would get a, a coach uh, a little upset. I'm sure Mike Houston probably uh, just said, "Hey, look, you know, we weren't trying anything right there." We were just giving our guy the football and and kind of letting him do his thing and run between tackles. You know, it wasn't there was no ill will towards that. So I'm sure that's probably what was said. It's a I'm, good I'm uh, good observation, Joe, and good recall from last year. And honestly, we have not been in this position a lot. So what right, do we do right. when we have a lead yeah. in the fourth quarter? Yeah. So. <laughs> And most coaches understand that too, uh, and that's the that's the thing. There's a lot of gamesmanship going on, but these coaches respect each other. They know each other. They've been around each other a long time, and they know these things could end up biting them uh, in the rear end. Now, with that being said, there are coaches out there that really don't care, and they're going to do what they do. Spurrier was one of them uh, that would run up the score in a heartbeat. But uh, hey, I, I don't think that was the case tonight. Yeah, I don't think so either. I appreciate y'all. First three game winning streak since. 2014? Yes. Yes, 2014. Okay. Wow. All right. Thank you all. Uh-huh. All right. There is Joe in Greenville. We got open lines for the first time tonight, 317-1250. If you want to jump in, we got a Kentucky interception on Florida, 1345 left to go in the fourth quarter at number 10. Florida is in some trouble, down three to Kentucky. We'll keep you updated on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and more of your calls when we return on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. East Carolina, 52. Tulane, 29. Pirates have a winning record at 3-2. and 1-0 in conference play. Kyle in the Grange earlier. He's not saying. He's just saying. There's no divisions. Top two teams go to the championship. Good point. You got UCF losing and Memphis losing, and why not us? Why not now? But but he had ECU losing to Cincinnati because he said the top two. Well, I guess not necessarily because he said the top two, and I just assumed that he thought because he said we'd play since we would play Cincinnati again. Yeah, win or lose. Uh, that's true. I just I'm sorry, my bad. I was just thinking. Well, the last he's... game of the regular season weave is to determine who hosts the championship right, game between right. ECU and yeah. Cincinnati. 
Yeah. Boy, the, the way things can change quickly around here. All right, Philip. I know, right? We're winning a national title. <laughs> Philip, Charlie, Steve. Hang on. Let's go to Johnny D in Emerald Isle. What's up, Johnny? Cliff, come on, guys. John, the Broncos are 3-0, and man. But you're going to be 4-0 tomorrow, baby. <laughs> What's up, Johnny? Look, I am so glad that Billy Weaver, two Washington Reds, Ken, whatever you call yourselves now, are together. That's the best post-game duo ever. Yes, I love, I love Thank it, you, sir. Thank you, Clip. Clip, let's break, let's break him in. Let's break him in. You ready? Yeah. Come, Come on, guys. <laughs> let's break Billy Weaver in. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Billy, man, you are refreshing, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. It's it's refreshing to see 52 points on the ECU scoreboard side. Amen. That's refreshing. Yes, sir. Let me tell you something, man. I was down. I called I called Shirley last week, and I hung up at the last second because Captain Bill called in, and everybody had told the obvious. But I told Shirley tonight, when I saw Coach Houston patting helmets on the back, linemen, running back, defensive guys. Man, when I saw that in the first quarter tonight, I said, we're going to win this game. We got something going on, man. And we need to stick behind Coach Houston. Uh, We put it on their butt tonight. We really did. And uh, I'm so proud of those guys. Uh, A lot of people get down when you know, the ship starts sinking, but the first people get off a ship is rat. And uh, I tell you what, man, Pirate Radio rock. And Billy, glad to be a part, glad you're part of the show, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I'm absolutely tickled to death to be a part of the show. We've had so much fun. Win, lose, or draw, man. It's it's always a blast here listening to the uh, the folks call in on the fifth quarter call-in show because, you know, like I said earlier this year, you know, when, when people call and complain and people would – tweet out things man i feel bad for you guys that you got to listen to that no i like it because even when people are griping and complaining it least means that they care and there's no empathy in the program that's right yeah uh i don't know if you heard last year uh they had an interview with uh jerry jones cowboys and they said jerry jones you haven't done anything since 1999 doesn't that keep you up at night and jerry jones said you know what would keep him at night empathy that's right that's right because people still care about the cowboys as much as i hate to say it i even care because i watch them i I watch them to lose apathy yes so when they're not talking about the billy weavers and the cowboys (laughs) watching the redskins and the denver broncos and the pirates you know what i'm saying but i'm telling you man y'all have a great show going on and you better give my girl shirley a raise and Pirate Radio has the best post-game and pre-game show out there. Y'all rock, and thank you for what you do. Thank right, you, Johnny. Man. Appreciate it, That's man. That's awesome. Great Good stuff. luck to uh, the Broncos tomorrow. You know what else Jerry Jones says, Shirley? Do we How have, about them Pirates? Do we have that uh, Jerry Jones, what else he likes to say? I think we got it here. Let's see if uh, Shirley. I want me some glory hole. Yeah, that's what he says. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jerry. All right, 317-1250. Just wanted to get that out of That's the way. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. He said it. He wants him some glory hole. It's just wrong. Steve. I want me some glory hole. <laughs> Steve. And, uh, Wasn't that Robert Kraft? <laughs> All right, now that's wrong. That's pretty good, but that's wrong. Steve is up in Olympia Field, Illinois. Hey, Steve. Oh, goodness. Hey, Clip. Hey, Clip. I told you on a couple of weeks ago that if they knocked off Tulane, I was going to call in. And oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to be all in. I want to be all in. But I got to see one more win. Tulane came into the game one and three. They beat the FCS team in Charleston Southern. Uh, you, you know me. You know I bleed purple and gold. You know, I'm always talking about it year-round with you on Twitter everything. But I, I, I've got to see a little bit more. It's just been so long and sad that i got to see one of these wins on the road, either UCF or Houston. You know, UCF is going to be pissed off coming off that loss to Navy. You know, they got to take care of business and go to Navy, which has always been tough. I mean, I want you to just kind of lay out your vision of the path to six because I'm, and the only thing that I care about is getting six and getting the bowl. Five and seven is not good enough. It's more years without a bowl. Like, that's the stamps that we need that's what's going to get this program back is a bowl and bowls beget bowls and then we'll go on a run but lay out that path to six for me because i want to be optimistic but i'm just not seeing it i'm still watching every week but i'm just not seeing it you know what i mean it's just all right well steve you, you tweeted me today and so you, you were i think you're being a little reactionary to what happened today with Temple beating Memphis. Maybe that was an upset. Maybe it's a blip on the radar because you said you have East Carolina beating South Florida, ECU beating Navy, which, by the way, do you have that as a loss now since Navy won today? I mean, it's not going to be easy. I'm, I'm still going to I'm still gonna keep that in the win column, but, like, where are you getting the other one? Is it? Is it I, I, I just don't see it. I just – I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to call and, and – and congratulate and say I'm all in if they can get one more win that I'm not expecting. But I tell you what, that that's understandable because if East Carolina can go to the bounce house, at, like you said, UCF, they they took a tough one on the chin. They're going to be extremely, you know, like you said, pissed off. They are, and, and they're going to be ready for East Carolina. Going on the road in the American has always been a problem for East Carolina. If they can go on the road, they can squeak out a victory, however they may do it. And it doesn't make, you know, this is one of those things that they go to UCF and they win ugly the way they won against Charleston Southern. People will be ecstatic. They don't care. You win that one, however you can win it, if you can do it on the road and win four in a row. And then I think your your question is answered right there. But that's a big, that's a tall order. It's going to be tall order uh, uh, next week for East Carolina to go on the road at UCF. They've got to, you know, enjoy this victory tonight, but they got to get right back to work tomorrow. Hundred percent. If they go to UCF and get the W, I'm all the way in. All right, <laughs> all right, Steve. Thanks, man. And look again, the easiest path to six. None of it is easy because everybody's practicing and trying to win and playing their best. But clearly, the easiest path is Navy later on this year, South Florida on a Thursday night here, and Temple. That's the easiest. If you want to go the hard way, lose one of those and try to pull one off on the road against Memphis or UCF or Houston or the final home game of the season, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. There's an easy way. There's a more difficult way. The The great thing is there's a way. There's multiple ways right now. Absolutely. You had to win this one 
to really kind of set it up for the rest of the year. So we're, we're feeling good right now. Hey, and the way is to stay consistent. Yeah. We haven't seen consistency from East Carolina. This is a high. We're on a big Correct. high right now. Yep. Can they keep and stay on that high? That's the big question. not good coming off a high, we've. No, no. <laughs> so no. can we get better at that? Can and they've got to do it, it on the road. Yeah. Got to do it on the road. All right, Charlie is up next in Pittsburgh. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Billy. What's up, buddy? Hey. I it was a uh, bad day to be a Cole Beer or Corey Glore in Greenville, North Carolina today. And to be- Corey's taking a lot of heat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Corey. <laughs> I love, <laughs> love Corey. But I'm glad we put one on today. I mean, goodness gracious, what a fun time. The weather was so good. The tailgate was good. And just the, and the game was good. Goodness gracious, it was so much fun. Um, the, the crowd that was there was engaged um, and angry at times, you know, with, with officiating and and just everybody was there and engaged in the game, and it just it felt like Dowdy Fickle. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I got a one thing I, I want to call out in particular is the ferocity that we saw on the defense tonight. Um, people were flying around, people making big hits, and that's how it should be when teams come to, to Dowdy Fickle. Uh, when teams come here, they should they should <laughs> they should have to get hit. And uh, there were some boys on the Green Waves that got hit tonight, and uh, that 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 made me happy. Um, so I'm just I'm stoked I'm I'm happy tonight um, and uh, yeah let's go down there to Orlando next weekend and put one on Mickey Mouse I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's fired up great uh, intensity on that defensive side of the ball and. Uh, a previous caller, I meant to bring it up. I'll go ahead and give Blake Harrell some kudos now for the defensive performance and his guys out there. But he said something last week that I don't know if it was just fan service, Weave, but but I love to hear it. He said, it's nice to be somewhere where it's not just that you win, but it's how you win. Absolutely. Fans care about how you win, and he acknowledged that last week wasn't good enough. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's great to hear the coach say. And, man, his defense played like it today. I, I agree with the uh, the comment about playing with ferocity. That was good on East Carolina's part. They made some big hits. And they didn't make any stupid hits. There were no, you know, there was no targeting calls. There was no questionable calls. that calls. was refreshing. It was very refreshing. These guys were making good, solid football tackles. They were making good hits. They were making clean hard-hitting plays that, I mean, at times was knocking the wind out of guys in Tulane. Good thing is, is nobody from Tulane that I that I could, that I could see got hurt. The guys, you know, there were guys that were sitting on the ground for a while, hmm. uh, but they got off and they ran off on their own power. Um, but that's, that's just good football right there, and it was nice to see. All right, 317-1250. We go next to Phillip in Burlington. Hey, Phillip. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Psych, it's Nathan from Graham. Uh, uh, my uh, my my one question tonight is, uh, what do you guys think about the game? Well, it was fun. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it was fun. What is? All right, let's go to the next one. Kevin is up in Grimesland. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's going on? What's up? First thing I want to say is, I believe. Thank you. Oh, good. Thank you. Let's not. We're starting the trend. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I believe. Yeah. I believe. All right. So, I mean, I'm talking about the defense. And, you know, if you look at the depth chart, I mean, we've got a lot of sophomores. We've got a lot of freshmen and, you know, a couple of juniors. We're not going to be losing really that many next year. And I really think that our defense has the potential to be the best defense we've had in the 2000s. I really believe that. I mean, these guys are just flying all over the place. And, uh, 
you know, we got some games that, you know, kind of makes you kind of cringe. But um, when it comes down to it, these guys really step up. Um, I was really happy to see the hard hitting tonight. Um, other than that, I mean, it, it was a great game. I mean, it was just exciting the whole way through. Um, I was happy to see that. Um, and cool, I want to also give a shout-out to uh, one of the early callers, Kevin. Um, we actually met outside and uh, had a long conversation. And So I'm going to go ahead and say again, like I said last week, we need bush lattes in the uh, beer garden. <laughs> And for my man, we need some ice out. <laughs> there you go. Right. A bromance has uh, ensued at Davy Ficklin Stadium. The Kevin brothers. I, right. That's awesome. Thanks, Kevin. I, I tell you what, something I like about the defense that we haven't seen here in, in quite a long time is um, the defensive secondary. The guys on the back end playing well. McMillan is playing I, I just got out of his mind. Warren Saba is playing great. Stringer's playing great. Those guys on the back end, we've seen at East Carolina, we've seen great linebacker play. We've seen great defensive line play. It's always been in the secondary where we've had problems, and that is really starting to sure up this season, and I like it. And, and we've seen some flashes uh, with Josh Hawkins in the year. Yeah. And and we kept saying, and how, how many years has it been since we've said, man, he could be the best defender, the best uh, back to Kevin DB. Monroe. Well, that's going a little further. I was going to say Emmanuel <laughs> Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, and those defenses with like with Travis Simmons and Van Eskridge, Damon Magazu back there. And Mags yeah. was there. Mags, yeah. So uh, you're right. This is a very solid secondary, and they're coming into form. I do want to warn a few people that are touting the defense right now they did give up 500 yards to charleston southern last this week. is true so they gave it up goes a lot. back to what That's you right. said billy we're on the roller coaster yeah. we got a flat line it um a good point by another kevin what's up with all these kevins kevin on facebook live says they could they have called targeting being that replay was not working until mid fourth quarter that's, that's a good that's point. A good point. Maybe they said don't call targeting because yeah, yeah. we can't review it. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't remember any hits that yeah. seemed very questionable with targeting, and you know that was from just inside the stadium. So yeah, but I mean, it, it they it looked like a cl- a very clean played ball game tonight. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Let's go to B Pays in Greenville. What's up, Pays? Hey, I don't know if somebody answered your Memphis question earlier, but uh, Patrick Pinckney had 94 yards and Jonathan Williams had 48 yards that game. Oh, good call. Patrick Pinckney had how many? 94 yards. Good God. I don't remember that rushing yeah. performance. It, it, and Jonathan Williams had 40, I think it was 46. 46. And then Chris Johnson had a million? Yeah, 301. Good God. 301. There you go. Thanks for the stat on the UB stat sheet, Pace. That's the real one. Now, I'm going to tell you who Jaquan McMillan reminds me of. Now, I'm going to go back a little further in the 90s. It's Forrest Foster. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. He reminds me a lot. That their size is comparable. I mean, he reminds me of Forrest, one of the Hart twins, um, size-wise, and that is a ball, that is a ball hawk. So, that, that's the kind of the ones. And even even you can go back to Emmanuel, Emmanuel McDaniel, who was in the yeah. – uh, played in the NFL, you know, got played a couple of Super Bowls. So that's who Jaquan reminds me of, that he's a ball hawk. He's physical and he's a, uh, not the biggest in stature, but he's, uh, you know, he, he, he goes after. So, but Forrest Foster, when I was looking at him today, I was I was watching the game today and I told somebody, I said, that's, that's like, that's Forrest Foster Jr., right? Because that's how Forrest was. He was just, he wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but he, he was a ball hawk. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he was physical and, and went and got it. Um, Makes the big play at the big time too. Uh, yeah, yeah it's the last few weeks. Absolutely. 
Because even when the defense was in that kind of bend but don't break mode where they were giving up a lot of yards in between the 20s, uh, they were coming up with some big plays, and especially with McMillan at the end of that uh, that uh, Marshall game coming up with a big pick. Yeah, because that last interception, McMillan, he went up and got it. Like, yeah. He, he, got a little, he got a little vertical on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went, up and, he went up and got it, so he has a – he had some hops on that on that on that last one. It was good to see the uh, good to see the offense. Um, you know, good to see the offense opened up today. And it looks like I said, I think everybody said it just looks like when they have a little bit of you know pace to them, they they just they just do uh, they just do so much better. I thought Holton played well. I tell you, when Holton when Holton can learn, uh, which he knows how to do, but when he can learn how to instead of. Uh, hand it off to a wide receiver on the option sometime where he keeps it and keeps going because there was a couple times a day instead of handing it off if he would have kept it and just went around the other corner he, he, he was wide open um he was wide open a couple of times they got they got stuck you know a, a one yard gain or a less gain but if, if Holton would have kept it he'd have been he'd have been uh he'd have been gone so but it was good Garcia looked good on the throw um he's definitely a big physical guy but it was good 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 win today three and two you know UCF. You can. I mean, they're they're. You got to think about. It. I mean, Memphis has lost two in a row to UTSA, and who Memphis lose to today? Well, they lost to Temple. Temple today. UTSA is actually decent. Uh, I don't know if Temple's decent, but yeah, those are two shaky losses. Yeah, I mean, I watch. I mean, Houston's pretty good ball club. I couldn't tell anything what they did with Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa. I don't know if Tulsa's that good. Um, you know, I don't know how they are, but. Uh, but the one thing about it, fellas, if Cincinnati does run the table and gets in that top four, just write up, just go ahead and write ECU a check because we're gonna get some money out of it. Hey, yeah, that's the big thing right there. And, right. and you know what? If 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 you can't beat Cincinnati at home, the next best thing is to have them run the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as the North Carolina A and T coach said, "Get me my bring me my money." <laughs> Yeah, so I appreciate it, fellas. Y'all have a good one. All right, man. There is B Pays joining us. We got James Mason, and we're going to try Cameron again uh, as he's trying to get in and get his call in. He's had some phone issues the first couple of times. Hopefully, but, uh, he borrowed a uh, significant <laughs> other cell phone. He's on a landline, maybe. There you know. go. All right, 317 1250. Not sure. We got more to go on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show. Pirates 52, Tulane 29. Back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Well, Kentucky has the lead over Florida in the fourth quarter, 20-13. NC State leads Louisiana Tech by 14. The score is 34-20. Oklahoma State has a 14-0 lead over Baylor in the third quarter. It's Iowa State 38 Kansas nothing in the third. Mississippi State leads Texas A&M 17-13 in the third quarter. It is Clemson 13, Boston College 6 in the second quarter. Penn State has a 14-0 lead over Indiana in the second. Michigan State has a 28-16 lead over Western Kentucky. And Auburn and LSU are kicking off as we speak. And that is a look 
At your Buck Scoreboard, brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your be- uh, beacon of music in the land of the pirates in eastern North Carolina. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an uploaded schedule, updated schedule rather. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, the Buck, I should say. Charlie, did you um, give the score for the most important game going on right now? And that would be? UConn and Vanderbilt. No, because um, <laughs> that's just a, a glorified pillow fight. Vanderbilt really leads 17 to 16 in one of the worst matchups you could possibly come up with in FBS football. However, the most important stat is oh. the Yankees and the Red Sox are tied for the last wild card spot how about that so now let me take a look at it real quick uh i goes mariners are in a little bit of trouble they need to win tonight there's still a chance for a four-way tie which is what i want so you got all these teams have to keep playing each other like all into next week uh so that's what's going on there all right florida is driving they are marching down seven four minutes left to go we will uh keep an eye on this one as the gators have it now at around the Kentucky 30-yard line. So we got a good one going on, and a good one we saw today, East Carolina. Go Gator. <laughs> Thank you. Go Gator. Uh, Zach, Cameron, Mason, hang on. Let's go to James and Greenville. Hey, James. James, did you hang on? James, you got to be patient. All right, let's go to Mason in Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Mason. Hey, guys. I'm uh, on my way back from the game back to Richmond. I did have, I thought it was a great game. Um, really, really proud of the Pirates. But I, uh, I'm a little nervous after uh, Jaden Gardner left to go to University of Virginia. We haven't really seen a standout player in UCU athletics really since him. But now with Keith Mitchell, I'm a little nervous that he could enter the transfer quarter because he might be a stellar player. Should we be nervous about that? What do y'all think? About who entering about the portal? Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell? Yeah. He's ECU's number one running back. No, that well, he's just saying that, you know, with Jaden Gardner leaving, he was afraid. You don't see as much in the transfer portal in that way in, in college football the way you do in basketball with that. And I, and I think what the, the deal is, you know, with Jaden Gardner, he was here, what, four four years three almost? Years. Three years. Going into his fourth year, and he just wanted he wanted to go somewhere and win. I get that in basketball. I, don't, I think Keaton Mitchell, I, I wouldn't imagine that that's going through his mind right now because I think – East Carolina's football program is on the upswing and he's a you know he is a star right now and he's getting a lot of attention I I don't think that's that's something that's in the works I I don't think I would worry about that right now all right well thank y'all y'all have a great night all All right right. thanks Mason. how about this uh Chris on Facebook live says he drove from Disney World to Virginia listening to pirate radio I guess he means the pregame then he listened to the game and then listen to the post-game show, and he made it home. Thank you for making that's the drive awesome. bearable. That is awesome. Holy crap. Like, we're here all day. I assume people go in and out and listen to us some, yeah, go do other yeah. stuff. Uh, so we're on four hours on the pregame, sometimes three into three-plus on the post-game. 
but uh chris did the the all-day listen-a-thon on the way home from disney world to virginia that's awesome chris thanks for tuning in man. that is awesome and that that says a lot to be able to do that these days because i can remember the days of driving long trips down to florida and places like that and then you have radio stations go in and out and you have to find your station or well, now a with, sports talk radio or something now you can listen to with the internet with yeah, youtube with yeah. facebook that's it's right. a lot easier just plug your phone right in and go that's and, awesome uh, thank you so much chris all right let's go to cameron in greenville cameron how's your phone it's, it's doing better it's doing better i don't know what the heck happened to it i had the sim card out i i messed it up but it's working now i can actually call people all right good deal what's up buddy yeah, but how, how about them pirates uh i'm calmed down now i was hyped earlier but you know i'll just say this it's just, it's an entirely new season now being three and two one and zero in conference it's an entirely new season we got a chance to go out and take it. Now it's just a matter of if we go out and take it. These next two games are going to be tough. You know, maybe we can sneak a win out. You know, I'm more confident maybe in UCF since they lost the Navy somehow today. But um, it's just the sky's the limit for this team. Um, this program has really turned a corner, I believe, because, you know, in the past few years, you know, we've got some hype around us. You know, we'll go into a game like today when we play Tulane and we'll get our, our the boots knocked off of us and we'll get killed. Well, we turned the page to the day and, and we were the ones knocking and destroying Tulane today, and I'm so proud of this team. Um, I, I'm not going to compl- or talk anything about defense, offense. I'm just so proud of this team. Just, we're still a, a young team. I think that's what people aren't realizing. Our defense linemen, freshmen, and sophomores, we're still a very young team. Running backs, freshmen. Um, what Mike Houston's done with this team, um, taking this program from the toilet, I mean, what Jeff Copper in, did to this program is just unforgivable. Um, I just want to give props to the team, the players, the, the hard work that they put in um, and really give them some hope back for ECU football. And I, I'm excited for these next few road games, see what we can do. Um, and I think a bowl game is, is easily grabbable this year if we go out and take it. We just got to go out and take it. Um, and as always, go Pirates, and I'll be ready to call next week with my phone work. So. <laughs> All right. Cameron, thanks, man. Appreciate it, as always. There's Cameron calling in. I'm excited about these road games, too, because – I don't want to say house money like you don't just want to go out there and lose them and you feel good about it but i actually feel like they can play with these teams now after today and if you don't all right well we'll just come back home win a game get back to 500 and and go for wins five and six uh beyond that but a huge opportunity here coming up these next two games on the road we've well i think everybody's in the same boat with expectations and goals for this season this is season number three under mike houston and everybody wants to say okay we don't want to set a record for futility if east carolina has a losing season this year i think it's a record for losing seasons for east carolina i think it would be what seven in a row or something like that Um, East Carolina hasn't been to a bowl game in what seems like forever. So I think everybody's in the same boat with expectations and wants and desires. Nobody is expecting this team to go in and be in the college football playoffs or or in a major New Year's Day bowl game. We just want to go to a bowl game. Six wins. That's not a lot to ask for. And just to know that the program is headed back in the right direction. All right. 317-1250. Zach is up in Raleigh. Hey, Zach. Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just want to say, uh, first and foremost, if you haven't renewed, you need to renew your Pirate Club membership now. Get all your friends on board. Um, Mike Houston, he has turned the ship. Um, very excited about today. You know, I walked into the bathroom after that first quarter, and that was the most complete quarter of football that I've seen in probably seven years. And it was just a breath of fresh air. Um, and, uh, you know, I know everybody's, you know, 
hyped up and everything like that, and rightfully so. Huge win for our program. It, it shows us that we're competitive again. Um, we need to have a huge crowd for that October 28th game on Thursday night. Yet yeah, it sucks it's on Thursday, but we need to get people out there. Um, but I will say, uh, I think we were 3 of 14 on third down, and I, I don't know if anybody's pointed this out yet, so forgive me if I'm, if I'm uh, you know, repeating something that somebody else has already said. But you know, 3 of 14 on third down, yeah, we'll be able to beat the two lanes and, and hopefully, you know, the Temples and the UCS or USS of the conference, excuse me. But um, in order to compete with the big dogs, you know, that, that third down is uh, – it's got to be better, third down percentage. So, um, you know, I know that, that Donnie said in his presser the other day, uh, you know, that they have, uh, they have pointed out that, but it didn't seem like too much had changed. Um, I also did see that Donnie got a bigger T-shirt this week, so <laughs> to Donnie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to know you guys' uh, thoughts. Well, and yeah, we we've just we've talked about it because we said if you can pick up fourth downs, who cares about third downs? But no, seriously, like thirty percent going into today, that percentage gets even worse now after today's performance on third downs. I do think they did a better job on first and second downs, right? To make it right, third because and manageable, it was, it was. which allowed them to get yeah. some fourth downs. So, no, nah, that third down is still ugly. It's going to be masked and for good reason because they picked up all those fourth downs today but it's still a major issue yeah and, and clip you just hit it on the head that's a little bit deeper dive into that third down situation because the third down situation has been bad all year but it's been third and nine third and 12 third and long situations i noticed that as well today that they were third and threes third and fours right. today and then you're a fourth and one fourth and a half a yard and things like that and those were, they were picking up the, that yardage so i think they've progressed it's kind of a hidden number there in the third down category but that's still a concern. And when you look at the stat sheet, that's going to be something that's going to continue to be a concern for East Carolina. They've got to get that third down situation taken care of. All right, Zach. Thanks, man. There is Zach in Raleigh. 317-1250. Let's go to Bud in Greenville. What's up, Bud? What's up, Cliff? Look, man, there's, there's three things that haven't been said on the show tonight that someone needs to say. One is Blake Harrell. I mean, this guy... The third quarter, ECU got completely demolished. I mean, and when they needed a stop, I mean, he got he he Blake Harrell made the stop. I mean, he got his defense fired up. They went out there, and they stopped him on third down, and then they went for a fluke fake punt on fourth down. Okay, they got that, and then Warren Saber. I mean, the dude goes out there and makes the biggest play of the game, and nobody acknowledges how big a play that was because at that point, they were eight points down. If he doesn't make that stop, I feel like they would have went down the field and they would have scored. It would have been a totally different game. And uh, also, I want to give kudos, my, my, my third point. First point was Blake Carroll. Second was Warren Saber. But Mike Houston was able, this is something we haven't seen from him, is being able to make adjustments on the sideline. You know, when they scored 16 points in that third quarter, man, I mean, I feel like there was adjustment made on sideline. I think after, Brian, after Blake Harrell saw what they were doing on offense, he made an adjustment. And he got the stop that we needed. And after that, it was all ECU, man. I mean, bottom line. I mean... I think if we go next week and we can beat UCF, everybody needs to be on notice. 
the American Conference need to be on notice because ECU is going to, we can make some noise, I'm going to tell you. All right, bud. We, we mentioned Harrow and Sabre a little bit, but I tell you what, I like that you're a man of action. If you hear something or don't hear something that hasn't been discussed and needs to be talked about, you call in like you did just then. I like it, bud. And if I if my memory serves me correctly, it was the very first play after that fake punt where yeah. where Saba intercepted that pass. So I agree. I remember thinking that at that very moment. First of all, very gutsy call by Tulane because they were deep in their own territory. They were on like the thirty yard line, I think, at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Those are big momentum changers. They too, are. They are big that. momentum changers, and I think they were going. What they were trying to do is they were trying to go for the jugular there. They it wasn't a deep ball but it was over the middle. It was overthrown. Sable was right there to pick it off. That was a huge play. Big momentum swing right there because Tulane wanted to grab momentum right there and ECU uh, stepped up big. That was a huge, huge point in the game. All right, there was uh, Bud in Greenville. It sounded like he was angry. We hadn't talked about that today. <laughs> well, I there's, got there's, three things. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about. Appreciate it, Bud. Hey, who's this fella? Let's go to Brian hey, in Greenville, better known B. as Brian Bailey. What's up, Bailey? What's going on, boys? Celebrating a win. Happy homecoming. Yes, yes, sir. That was fun. A lot of fun. Uh, from the the pregame to the halftime show, and uh, and man, the Pirates putting it together on the field. A complimentary football, Bailey. Offense, defense, special teams all came up big today. Yeah, and the offensive line, boy, they deserve a lot of credit because they gave Holton time to throw it. They gave Keaton Mitchell holes to run through. And, man, I've said it every week now for, I guess, four or five straight, Keaton Mitchell can fly. I mean, (laughs) it's unbelievable. It's uh, it's just part of the game script now. A Keaton Mitchell long run for a touchdown. And uh, we saw it twice today, Double B. Yeah, we did. And I tell you, he's – you know, he had a big smile on his face, and Rajay got some tough yards for him, a couple of key touchdowns as well. And, you know, you think back, there's so many big plays in that game. You know, the, the touchdown pass to, to Thomas Knee early on was the um, fourth and two play. I mean, they went they went for it on fourth down about, what, four or five times, I think. They had a lot of success. They did. Still struggling on third down. Doesn't matter as much when you can pick it up on fourth down, which is what East Carolina uh, was able to do today. And, uh, any uh, anything said in the post game, Bailey, that stands out from uh, Houston or, or the players after the win? Well, you know, I, I did hear some of the post game back at the station. I don't get to hear it live because we're setting up for Coach Houston's show, and then we uh, we taped it on the field afterwards. Uh, but but you know, the parts that I did hear, I mean, yeah, you know, they're fired up. I mean, they I think they all understood that this was a key game. I think they all understood this is a key game. You know, starting the season. But what I would say, psychologically speaking, everybody was so down on them because they and they didn't play. I'm not sugarcoating it. They didn't play very well against Charleston Southern. There's no doubt about it. They didn't start off well. They got a good second quarter. They kind of had a lackluster finish, but they still won the game, and that's the most important part of it. And I think if they had won that game 50 to 10, you wouldn't have seen the same team out there this week. I mean, I think what Mike Houston and those guys did. With all the physicality and practice that they talked about and going good good on good, ones on ones, and all of that. And Coach Houston, I asked him afterwards, I said, Coach, you were more animated than I've seen you on the sideline. And he just said, I was trying to create energy and I hope they would follow it. And they did it all week at practice and they did it in the game. And I think that was as 
big a thing as anything. Well, we've, we've been talking a lot about consistency, Bailey, and ECU's not alone here, but they just don't seem to handle success well. Sometimes they need to, to fail and get brought back up again. And again, they did it last week in a win, but it wasn't pretty. And uh, and Weave, they, they put the work in this week and it showed. Yeah, and Bailey, you mentioned that he was animated and very vocal on the sidelines. From what we understand in the post game, he was very animated and vocal as well and, and still seemed to be on that high and and I, I guess wanted to translate that energy into the post game and into his team heading into next week as well. I would imagine we're going to see some more fire and intensity this week out of, out of uh, Coach Houston. I think we will. And the funny thing is, we've talked to him about you know your show from, and obviously, and you know after a loss, you really don't want to be on the field and around fans. And it, we even talked about after a win, do you want to do it? And he kind of said, let's just play it by ear. So he did the ESPN interview. Do you want to fit? Do you want to go in your own? I could be in the parking lot somewhere. Y'all just find me. <laughs> and so, so I said, I, I said, okay. And then Dale Steele came over as football ops guy. Said, no, coach is just Joe. He said he'll do it on the field. So we did it there. But uh, and there was another. Oh boy, Bailey. I was standing, I was standing right there. Uh, early in the game, uh, Tulane had an offside penalty on a key play in the drive for East Carolina. And there's a guy behind me screaming, he's offside, he's offside, he's lined up offside. And the official nods, and then as soon as the play starts, he throws the flag. <laughs> if you remember it from the game, then they didn't mark the five-yard penalty. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was near the goal line, yeah. And so I turned around, I said, who was that? And John Gilbert was standing about 10 feet away smiling. He got right behind me in my ear, right where the official was, and started screaming, he's offside, he's offside. And he got that penalty called, and then the rest of us were yelling for them to mark it off because they almost forgot to mark it off. But it was, it was, it was pretty good on the sideline. Good work, Gilbert. Hey, uh, Bailey, a lot of heroes tonight, a lot of things to be happy about. Charlie on Facebook Live. Uh, is happy he said uh bailey's mic worked tonight yeah so he's yeah. happy about that hey everybody's uh, parmalee sounded great their microphone sound great your your um uh 15 what 15 seconds the questions thing that that went off without a hitch that was awesome well and the thing is and brandon smith over there deserves all the credit because yeah. he did a great job he, he they figured what was happening there was so many cell phones and because all of that technology in the stadium and you can't test it. You know, you test it, there's nobody in the stadium. And that's where the, the, the problems were coming up. They were trying their best, but finally they, they've got some guys in there, and Brandon took control of it, and he, he got it to move the receiver, and they got a different you know set of deals in there. And they got some new equipment coming in as well. I'm going to tell them not to get the new equipment. It's even blown. It's good. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those days where everything worked. Farmerly was great, by the way. Those guys, Matt Thomas and Billy, you know those guys, too. Yeah. But those guys are really cool guys, and they've always been really gracious about doing interviews, and they love where they came from. And I thought they, they you know, for a 10-minute little concert, that was pretty cool. That was it was really cool. Uh, you know, they came by. Some of those guys came by the Pirate Radio uh, tailgate and and said hi and took some pictures and stuff. They're just they're just class acts, and they love East Carolina, and that's really cool. Yeah, and they're very talented. It's kind of funny to me to watch them, in, you know, in person, and you know, you hear them on the radio all the time and everything, and you think, well, those guys are like us. They're from Eastern North Carolina, so they've done very, very well for themselves, and they're great guys, man. They really are. Bailey, looking forward to a Monday edition of the Brian Bailey Show. You got a guest lined up yet, or is that to be, uh, be determined? That's TBD. All right. We should we 
send a text to Coach Houston. We see we kind of test his uh, his pulse to see he should be fired up this week. So yeah, we're hoping to do something on the offensive side of the football. Although either side would be fine. I think you know the defense gave up some chunks. I think that when you look at, at everything, they're creating so many turnovers, and that's really that's what it's all about. I mean, you're not you're not going to you know slam teams you know in the door per se. You're going to have to take balls away and and prevent them from getting in the end zone, and the Pirates were able to do that. I was really impressed with the way, you know, Tulane came back. I was impressed with Tulane for coming back like they did. And then I was impressed with East Carolina playing the fourth quarter like they did because they, they were like, okay, you know, it's tightened up a little bit, but we're not tight. We're going to keep on, keep it on, and they did. Bailey, good to uh, talk with you. You got to get the ESPN Plus or eight. Skip Holtz. Oh, Skip Holtz is going ballistic in Raleigh Skip against NC State. Holtz is lighting up the officials. As and, and has good reason to. Yeah, uh, Louisiana Tech had a fourth and five. State jumped off sides. They're calling a false start, so it's going to be fourth and ten with forty eight seconds left. Tech down uh, by seven to the Wolfpack. But I don't know if I've seen Skip Holtz this angry at officials. This is something. So anyway, old Skipper getting after him. Bailey, uh, enjoy. Maybe you can get Skip Holtz on the show on Monday. He was that angry at me one time. I was doing a live shot, and he's on his barbecue place. <laughs> <laughs> BB, uh, good to talk with you, buddy. All right. Take care. There he is, notorious Cowboys fan, Brian Bailey, joining us. Let's take our final timeout. Last call for your calls. We've got Fred lined up, and we have some open lines at 317-1250. More to go on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Calling Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Oh God! What are they? Oh, Sorry, goodness. we're watching this Louisiana Tech. Are we back State on? Game. Goodness! Louisiana Tech just burned 20 seconds on first and ten. They had to At put the their backup quarterback line. in because the helmet fell off. And now they're going to call a timeout with the clock stop. No, it was State calling the timeout. Skip, what are you doing? Wake up. All right. State leads at 34 to 27. 11 Ooh. seconds left to go. And uh, Louisiana Tech down seven. And they just wasted literally 30 seconds. Uh, I think it was, it was a 20. It was a 29, I think. I think it was 29 seconds. I think it was higher than that. Was they it? wasted a lot of time there. And they still got maybe two cracks at the end zone here uh, as the Wolfpack trying mm. to survive Skip and Louisiana Tech. All right, let's. Uh, we got open lines, and this is it. Last call for your calls 317 1250 on the Fixed NC Live line. Let's go to Fred in Williamsburg, Virginia. Hey, Fred. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, man, listen, first off, Skip Holtz, dude. He was never a great game manager. I was at that Kentucky game at the Liberty Bowl. Let's not even talk about that. But listen, I'm calling, man. We're all we're with a group of eight guys here. Half of us support the ECU. We're just so pumped to see three games in a row. A huge winning streak for us. It's been so long since we've seen that, man. But I just want to give a shout-out to my boys who are here. we got Courtney Wilson, Jonathan Hassler, Michael Black. And we're just so excited. We were sitting at the bar at Kingsville here, man. We were on a golf retreat. And uh, we had the, the game on our phone, watching the ECU game while Alabama's playing Ole Miss and all the other games are going on. Man, we're just repping the purple and gold, and we're just pumped uh, that, that we're finally on a, you know, on a winning streak. And uh, we love your show, guys, and uh, thanks for all you do. And uh, 
I'll end it with that, man. But uh, go Pirates, baby. Fred and the All golf right. guys. Thanks, yes. Fred, uh, for tuning in and for giving us a call. And you guys uh, have a fun night celebrating a 52-29 to 29 East Carolina victory. Louisiana Tech's going to have one more play with five seconds left down seven in raleigh to nc state uh tom is up next in greenville hey tom i'm just saying if i can remember my feeble mind can remember your long time caller tom in greenville good to hear from you tom yeah it's really nice to, to see the ball get spread around tonight i was i was really impressed with ryan jones he's a load coming across uh with the jet sweep and he, and i think everybody just played i mean this is the first time up the offense a hottie uh, has really come on strong. So there's a lot of weapons, and I'm, it's going to be an interesting game at UCF because they're not going to be in a very good mood after losing the Navy today. So it's, it's the first time we've been 3-2 and two, as long as I can remember. It's been, what, five or six years since that's happened. Uh, first time we've been 3-2 and two this late, had a winning record this late in the season since 2015, Tom. It's been a long time. Good Lord. So anyhow, it was a fun game to watch. All right, Tom, great to hear from you, man. There's Tom in Greenville. Are the aliens coming? What's going on with the phones tonight? It is uh, it's a weird phones night going on. Uh, Will is in Wilmington. Hey, Will. Hey, Clint. How are you? Good. How are you? I, you know, I'm a lot better. I'm, I'm real happily after we had the Daddy Finger Alert Stadium. Didn't run out of beer this week. That was a good thing. And I just got to say, this team, it's a different team, different football team. I mean, I ain't Tulane. They took they took Oklahoma, damn. They took them to the ropes. They, they should have beat them, had that onside kick. And, you know, we're a different football team. Like, we, we, we're showing heart. We're showing passion. We just seem like the boys seem like they're out there and they care more. And, and I don't know if that's coaching or, or, or what it is. I think this COVID-19 thing, we got the juice back in the stadium. We, they got the people there. We got the beer, and, and, and everything just seems a lot better. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, do you think that the fans are there? Is what's kind of leading to this difference, or do you think that uh, it's coaching? Or I mean, what well, it, the the fan, it, it's a week to week thing. I don't think you can say ECU is back until they keep on. That we we had a, a great win at Marshall, a great quarter at Marshall. We had an ugly win last week and a full performance today. So, again, Billy, I mean, I hate to beat the dead horse here, but we want to see consistency from this team week in, week out. We want to see what it looks like in Orlando because the fans were there last week. The fans were there at South Carolina, and we still saw a sputtering offense and and things, bad defense at times last week. Uh, Today was a a perfect storm for East Carolina, you know, an energetic crowd. Uh, great offensive performance, solid defensive performance. It was all there. So for one day today, hell yeah, we're back and things are looking good. But how do you carry it over to the next week? Well, I think the fans always play a key role in that because if the fans do not show up, it's more of an indictment on the team. The team doesn't feed off that energy. Obviously, you know, you need the fans in the stands. The beer helps. All that stuff, everything helps. Uh, but like Clip said, man, we need to see more. Still need to see consistency. We need to see it on a week to week basis, consistently, uh, offensively, defensively, and special teams wise. Now the thing is, is ECU fans, coaches, players, everybody knows this team is capable of it. So from here on out, there are no more excuses. If you're not getting it done, you're not getting it done because we know there's the talent on this team. the 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 proof is in the pudding. We saw it today. Now you got to keep that ball rolling. 
an ecu employee uh texted me during the show he's tuned in said this is uh the best atmosphere for a football game since i've been here and he hadn't been here too long and said the fans were a huge factor in today's game so uh that's a great thing to hear weave you were there in the stands again not a packed house we know that but the fans that were there i guess were really into it yeah it it, the atmosphere was just great it was homecoming there's always a special atmosphere around homecoming it does it just doesn't matter you know there are people there that you haven't seen in a long time celebrities rolling around everywhere former nfl players parmalee certainly did not hurt the cause it was a great uh great halftime uh atmosphere the only thing i wish would have happened is that parmalee would have been a, a little bit the announcement for parmalee or that would have been put into place i know that was kind of a last second deal yeah, right. had there been a few weeks of build up to that i think the crowd would have been even better because people they could have sold more tickets so um you know taking taking nothing from it it was still wonderful and awesome to have it i just wish we'd have had a little bit more notice to get more of the butts in the seats because i think parmalee would have drew more people uh state gets a pick they knock off louisiana tech by seven great game so it was it was 41 seconds left on the clock uh so it went from 41 seconds down to 11 seconds they reeled off 30 seconds for no reason for no reason they had a backup quarterback in because the uh the starting quarterback had to go out because he took a hit and his helmet came off which we thought could have been called a target you know personal or at least a personal foul and that's why his helmet came off. The backup comes in. It was first Has and no ten. Idea. Could have spiked, spiked the it. ball. Mm-hmm. Could have called timeout. Well, they it looked like either. he had no idea that the clock yeah. was running. Yeah, and well, that's on him. That's, that's, that's on, the coach, on the coach too. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's got to call it. And they had a timeout in their pocket. I know you want to save it, but you 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 wasted thirty seconds when there's forty one seconds left on the clock. We were screaming. I don't know how they didn't hear us in Raleigh uh, yeah, and call timeout. Uh, all right, that is it for your calls. Or you got one more. We got uh, a couple more things to do, We've including the Brown and Wood Drive of the Game. Yes. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Brown and Wood has four brands, three generations, two showrooms, one goal, one weaver. That one goal <laughs> is you leave a happy customer and right. buy a car from Billy Weaver. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard, Greenville Online, brownandwoodauto.com. I have not looked up the drives today, Weaves. So well, the, I'll have the, to do that right now. One of the ones that really stood out to me was the one that made it ten nothing, or this actually the drive to make it seventeen nothing. Um, one of those definitely because the first one was what three three points on that that first. I was going to say the opening drive, but that led to a field goal. So to, we're not going to we're not going to call that one. Yeah, so I I would have to uh, I'd have to say either the second or third drive of the game because it kind of set the tempo of the game the one that made it 17 well it was 24 nothing too there was there was a lot of good drives of the game yeah pull, pull but this one. is a great problem to have right uh trying to decide well so, the one drive was two plays we've we've keith seen mitchell, that keith yeah. mitchell long run seven play 55 yards 335 that's it that's that's, that's, the that's one, what you want that's the one that made it 10 nothing so yeah that's the second drive of the game how about a 10 play 75 yard drive taking five minutes in the fourth quarter yeah that was That's big. a uh, which went from the third quarter to the fourth quarter, right? And after that was after a it was touchdown because it would, that cut it to eight points. Yeah, I, I'm so. going to call that one the drive of the game. Ten yeah. plays, seventy five yards, five plus minutes off the clock, and you made an eight point game, a one possession game, back to two possessions yep. with a Rajay Harris Rajay. touchdown. All right, uh, Billy, good stuff, man. Any final thoughts tonight? Uh, great victory, man. Uh, you just got to build off this, and I want to see. Uh, I, I want to get off the roller coaster. And hopefully that'll happen. Get me off the ride. Yeah, get me off the ride. Uh, Thank you to Tiebreakers for the awesome post-game food. Uh, We will uh, likely be there on Sunday uh, watching some football. 
I got a feeling, Weave. I don't pick our team a lot, but I got a feeling that Washington puts it together tomorrow. Yeah, Washington's favorite over Atlanta. Um, you know what would make for a nice weekend? A good Pirate victory, which we've already seen, um, for Carolina to go 4-0 and, uh, and beat the Dallas Cowboys and for Washington to beat Atlanta. And then for the nightcap on Sunday for Tom Brady just to put a whooping <laughs> on New England. I, that would make me happy for the weekend. Hey, we believe. We believe. Hey, I like it, but it does sound like we have a speech impediment. <laughs> uh, Shirley, good stuff. Intern Jalen, real quick, how'd you enjoy your uh, maiden voyage on the fifth quarter? Again, you got off really easy tonight. Yeah, it was a great experience because we got the W, but if we last week we uh, – almost caught the l it was it was rough yeah you, you got a good <laughs> gotta go with show. the ups and downs man yeah uh thanks jalen great work buddy and i appreciate jalen jalen because last week he had to put up with me and my sour attitude over here so it's a little bit Surely, different this week i'm just glad after the way you were dog cussing the announcers during the game that you <laughs> oh yeah you had a good attitude in man, the fifth she quarter. was picking on him towards the end every that little guy thing. oh, oh they, my they god were every, bad. well they first were bad. of all the guy was like captain obvious the whole game he was like you know if you if you want uh, you know you have to set up the passing game the passing game is going to set up the run game well no you know what sherlock come on <laughs> anybody who's ever watched a football game knows that and then he mispronounced uh holt naylor's name about 50 that's different been, ways that's been happening for four years it's yep. Aliers, it's uh ayers ayers Allers. Allers. I, I mean it was awful he kept getting uh, Jaquan McMillan's name wrong. Aaron Ramsour really tripped him up. And, yeah, Aaron Ramsour. And then, of course, he thought Holt Naylor's was Mason Garcia. In the, the entire play. The entire after yeah, the play. Yeah. After the play, when they're showing the replay, he was like, look how the smooth left, it is uh, for a left-handed quarterback. Something about the left-hander. And yeah. I'm like, you idiot. He's right-handed. <laughs> oh, my God. He's throwing it right-handed. That's <laughs> a like, different dude. He's amphibious. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Rough day at the office for those guys, but uh, we got through them. Uh, Shirley, good stuff. Jalen, thank you. We've enjoyed it, buddy. Great Always, man. Good win. And thank you so much to you folks uh, for chiming in on Facebook Live, for watching us, for listening to us, and for all the calls. Great night tonight for the calls as well. We will be back here next Saturday, 2 o'clock, on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And after the game next Saturday night, on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Tune in to Pirate Radio Live on Monday as we'll go back inside the Players' Lounge. We'll talk to Rajay and Tyler together about the pass that Sneed missed to Rajay uh, on that play. They tried to hook up. Uh, couldn't do it. But yeah, his uh, his passing percentage is dropping quickly. Yeah, we'll have to get on him about yeah, that. But it's going to be fun to talk to those guys on Monday. That and third downs are a problem. Maybe he should have put his receiving gloves back on because he had it off when he threw it. Yeah. So mm. maybe he needs to put it back on. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that in detail. And to remind me, i got to ask Rajay about his Slipknot t-shirt. Yes. And we'll do that too. Hey, and can, can we get the you know the, the video in, I, I know you guys probably haven't seen it, but the video inside Dowdy Ficklin Stadium before the game that has a lot of the players and it's hyping up everybody one of the calls on there has one of the national guys calling rajay raji oh, yeah. oh so no speaking, speaking of 
pronouncing names wrong. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Let's we'll get that fixed. Yeah, let's fix it. <laughs> fix that and the paint on the helmets. Yes, and the paint. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that done. All right, we'll see you fine folks uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in. Pirates win it tonight over Tulane. Let's keep the celebration going, and uh, we'll talk to you Monday on Pirate Radio Live and next Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.